Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Somas and some coffee in me, and then I hit the gym, feeling better, some more Somas, and then I'm ready. In the day, I'm ready to roll. Ball of Jack, Coors Light, Hills. Lesbian, somas with coffee, Jack Daniels coolers. Eating as much as an elephant eats. All right, now that was wacky. That was Buddy Wayne in the Pill Factory. Uh, we're getting wacky today on Rubber Guard Radio. Uh, it's the June 26th edition. I am your host, KZ. Our first segment is brought to you by our sponsor, FogCityWrestling.com. Uh, July 5th, San Francisco. Rikishi will be in the house. Uh, Black Pearl. Will be in the house, Mr. Primetime, Nick Bockwinkle, and Jimmy Snook will be signing autographs. It's going to be a fun time. Come on out. It'll be at Keysar Pavilion, San Francisco. It's a beautiful venue. Uh, FogCityWrestling.com. You can get the lineups and information and all that good stuff. And I am on the line with the owner, operator, and founder of RF Video, Mr. Rob Feinstein. What's going on, Rob? Hey, not much. Just hanging out and uh, glad to have you back. Tremendous. It's uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, what's been going on at the offices? Uh, anything new? Oh, uh, yeah. We've been working on a lot of different projects. We've done a lot of shoot interviews in the last couple months. When was the last time I was on? About three months back? Uh, two months. Two months yeah. ago. Yeah, we've done quite a few uh, shoot interviews in that period of time. I don't know if I, I told you that we did Jerry Lynn. I think we were talking about when the last time we were on the show that we did Jerry Lynn. And, of course, we did Al Snow, who you just had on your show last week. You said he was great, right? Oh, tremendous! Yeah, he's a great tremendous. guy. I've known him for about twelve years. So, well, yeah, you're you're he put you over. You were uh, the man responsible for getting him into UCW. Oh, he actually said that on the air. Sure, he put you over strong. Very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah, I liked Al in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and I used to tell Paulie about him all the time. And I'm sure Paul at the time knew who he was because he always watched tapes. But I think he probably just didn't want to pay the money to fly him in. So. I think I told you guys before when I was promoting that show in Bristol, Pennsylvania, I was able to bring some different guys in, and I told Paul that Al was one of the guys that I wanted to bring in, and you know I think I brought him in, and he worked Taz his first match in ECW, so it was a, it was a good uh, pleasure working with Al. So he's a great guy too. He's, he's hilarious. So yeah, it was a that was a pretty good match. Um, well, yeah, you you brought up promoting that show. Um, what, what are your memories from from running that show in Bristol? Uh, basically, it was my first time promoting any wrestling show ever, and I just kind of had a deal with Paul that I would get him a building, and I would be able to get a dollar a head for every ticket that I sold, and ECW sold tickets as well on their TV show and online or whatever they had back then, 
I think their office sold it. And pretty much I was able to keep all my merchandise money because I had set up back in the day at all the ECW shows, a little gimmick table. So it was a pretty cool deal for myself. You know, I wasn't really smart to the business. I didn't realize that I should have got, like, you know, maybe more money at the time. But, hey, I was just getting my foot in the door promoting. So it was a, it was a pretty cool thing because I did another show as well uh, for ECW at my high school, at the Chamonix High School in Langhorn. It was my second show. And looking back, you know, we still sell a lot of copies of that video. We had a lot of good, awesome talent on that show. I remember Cactus Jack was there. Um, I think it was Malenko versus Guerrero when they were doing the uh, Best Out of Five series, and they were taking it around the loop. So that was like one of the that was one of the matches that happened at my high school. And um, Public Enemy were there, Taz, Dreamer, Sandman, and for the very first time, I got to meet Raven. He was coming into the company about two weeks later, and he stopped by Langhorn to talk to Paulie before he came into the company. So it was my first chance to ever meet Scotty, and uh, it was a great opportunity because I've always been a big fan of his. So. And um, when I met him, he was pretty cool. Well, you, you mentioned being a fan of of, uh, of Scott Levy. Um, what is your personal uh, personal incarnation gimmick that he's that he's uh, that he's had, and why? What do you mean by that? What? Well, I mean uh, Johnny Polo, Scotty Flamingo, Scotty the Body, Raven. What what was you your what? character? My oh, without a doubt, Raven. I think he was mm-hmm. you know the best character for Scotty. So he got the most play out of it, and you know he could still do a lot of a lot of stuff with uh, the Raven character. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you know one day you'll see him back, whether it be in TNA or uh, WWE, or whether you see him involved in another wrestling company that might pop up in the you know near future. But I well, think that, you know if I was, if, if God, I was gonna, would. If Scotty would like to move out to the West Coast, I'm pretty sure that Dave Marquez of the NWA would hire him to book his company. Oh, yeah. I, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of him in the future. He's he's just an awesome talent, and he's got so much he could offer any wrestling company. I worked with him a lot in Ring of Honor, and um, obviously being on the road with him in ECW, for his good days and his bad days, the guy's a wrestling genius. And, um, you know, I would love to work with him in the future as well, and he knows that, so... Um, he, he's just got so much to offer. He's been around. He's been in every locker room, and he, you know he's a master of psychology. And I don't know. If there's a DVD out there that we sell, a guest booker with uh, Raven, and he did a, a little gimmick where he booked the ECW with Scott Hall and Kevin Ashford to come in. And I actually watched the DVD. I don't watch many DVDs from other companies, but I watched this one, and um, you know it was brilliant. It was really really good. And like I said, he's definitely you know got one of the brightest minds in the business when he's on, and he's on <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. Um, now, now we're gonna. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. You mentioned uh, Raven's program with Punk and ROH. Um, is it surprising that that uh, Vince has not um, re- redone that program with Punk and someone up in New York? I mean, I think it's money. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they haven't used it. Well, I, I think when Punk first came into the company. They had a natural program with Sandman, and I actually I pitched the whole idea to Tommy Dreamer. And, um, you know, he actually liked the ideas, but obviously I don't work for that company, so they're not going to do anything that I say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they could have done some stuff with CM Punk when he first came into the company in ECW with the Sandman, and I had a whole thing laid out, and um, it was really creative and stuff, and it would have it done very well. But obviously they had other plans for him, and uh, he's doing well himself, and he just got drafted to Monday Night Raw, so it's good for him. Now that he's gotten drafted to Raw, they could do the program with him and Bradshaw. Exactly. Uh, because it is a shoot. It oh, is yeah. a shoot. You know, Punk did say, I don't want to go out drinking with you. That's a shoot. <laughs> well, so, yeah. From what I understand, I think Bradshaw's taking some time off now, right? Because of his back or something? Yeah. He, he never should have came back. Yeah. He was 
really in bad shape. And plus, I think he was really catching on as a commentator. He was really, really witty and funny. And see, yeah, I never really watched SmackDown, so I never got a chance to really listen to him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a really good talent, at least that way. Hey, I'm where's your partner think, in crime? My partner in crime is working. Really, he has that actual yeah. Real job. Yeah, cool. he's uh he's in the Marines and he's uh he got transferred to a night shift. Oh, okay. So, uh, Pretty flying cool. solo cholo, but that's okay. But that's all right. <clears throat> okay, let's see. So the last time I had you on, you you said you were going to uh, you were going to do a another face off. Yes, um, we did. We did a couple actually. I don't know. Did I tell you about the one with uh, Steve and Terry? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah that we, was. That it must. That have, one's out already, right? That's number four. Yeah. That's yeah. And then the other one that we did was with uh, Raven and Kevin Sullivan. So that must have been the the new one. That's number three. Yeah. So and then the newest one. Well, it's, it's another series that we started, Bell to Bell, and we just did uh, Iron Sheik and Jamie Dundee. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was boy. it was pretty explosive, to say the least. Oh, I bet it was. And anybody that you put with the Sheik, no matter, even if it's like, uh, I don't know, John Powers, Jimmy Powers, it would it'd be an interesting interview just because of uh, the Iron Sheik's antics. Mm. Mm. Who flipped the bill for the gimmicks? As far as, oh, well, we can't really talk about that. No, no, that's for sure. I don't, I don't purchase any of that kind of stuff. But um, actually, to be, I'll be honest with you, it's for free. <laughs> so well, nobody, nobody flipped the bill for that. Somebody uh, voluntarily gave it to him. As a, as a no, present. Okay. Well, I'm just saying because with those two guys in the same room. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you something. This is a 100% shoot. For the, I guess at least the week after that, you know, until like this past week, because it's been a week, I was sick from just inhaling all the cigarette smoke. The uh, the hotel had a no smoking policy, and it said if you know anybody's caught smoking in the room, you're going to be fined $250. So that didn't sit very well with myself since I had to pay for the room. And um, luckily, after everything was done with, we opened up the windows in the place. And let it air out, but I don't think the maid was very happy when she like you know entered the room when we left because we only rented the suite for a couple hours and she came in as soon as we got out and she luckily didn't report it to the uh, front desk because I wasn't in the mood to pay an extra two hundred fifty dollars. But during the interview we couldn't open the window because the outside noise would interfere during the shoot, so um, we had to suffer through the uh, two hour interview. And not only was the cigarette smoke and other kind of smoke, but it was just it was disgusting. And uh, to be quite honest, I was sick for the next week. I just couldn't even breathe. Mm. Yeah. Well, so. I, I feel for you, brother. But um, now, before doing before doing this this face off, did you did you watch or listen to uh, either the Jamie Dundee or the PG thirteen shoots? Yeah, I saw uh, Jamie's that he did for high spots, and um, he was hilarious. So I didn't oh, see the PG thirteen interview. You haven't but seen the PG thirteen yet. I, I have not seen it. I heard a lot about it. Ooh. Jamie was telling yeah. me about it that basically uh, Wolfie just sat there the entire time and was like shaking his head, like you know I can't believe you're saying this. So, but um, Jamie just actually called here today looking for copies of the interview because his dad I guess saw the YouTube spot and really wanted to check it out. So I'm gonna send it off to him in a couple of weeks when it comes out. We're just editing it now, but um, it's an interview that you got to check out. If, if you've seen the one we did with New Jack and Honky Tonk Man and, and Sheik, this one is uh, a little bit worse. We, this time we didn't get kicked out of the hotel room, so it's not a short interview. It's about two hours long, and um, Jamie's, you know, drunk during it, and he's all smoked up. So the stuff that's said between the two of them is just classic. It's it's really awesome. Well, you can you can uh you can catch my interview with jamie dundee uh i don't remember what episode number it is but uh you can get it at rubberguardradio.com it's archived up there and jamie is just all over the place that guy's a nut bar oh he's he awesome certifiably insane he's one of my new favorites 
There you go. <laughs> there I'm going to actually go. go on the road with him again. I don't know when. Uh, when he comes up here next, we're trying to get him up here in the next couple months, and I'm definitely going to go on the road with Jamie. So it should be an interesting uh, car ride, to say the least. Hmm. You know what would be an interesting car ride? You in the car with Jamie and Mitch Ryder. Mitch Ryder. Mitch Ryder's a nut, too. Yeah, I've never heard. Who is he? Uh, works for Chikara. Spent a lot of time in um, Memphis. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't get to watch a lot of Chikara. I'm not a big fan of their product. Mm. Really? I like Larry Sweeney. I think Larry Sweeney is awesome, but uh, I, don't, I don't see a lot of guys in Chikara. Mm. Okay, well, we are, uh, we're polar opposite then. I love the product. It's it's something different. See, I, I never, to be honest, I never really watched it. Um, I've seen one match that I had a bunch of guys work for us down in the arena one time, and just the style didn't really impress me. Maybe I got to watch more of it, but um, you know, I don't want to knock the product without really giving it a chance. But what I did see, I just didn't like it. It was you know like lucha libre, but a lot of choreographed spots and stuff like that. And to me, that's not wrestling. But whatever. Some people like it, and some people don't. So to each its own. Mm. Well, you you probably have just seen a small part because yeah. um, they they have the they use the formula that that WCW Nitro did. There's a lot of different stuff. Right, so, right. I mean, I mean they got a lot of good talent. I mean, Chris Hero came out of there, right? Yeah. And Claudio. Hero was one of the trainers. Uh, Claudio Quack. Right. Uh, Kingston Sweeney. Yeah. So, like I mean, I, there's there's some talent. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. <clears throat> but it's it's definitely not for everybody, and they'll they'll tell you that. Right, right. So, I mean, but anything's better than CZW. So. Yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to go there. It's it's unbearable. But, you know, at least it's it's Smart Mark selling their garbage and not you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> no offense there, Mike. No offense to the guys at Smart Mark. I, the, the, the problems with, with Zandig and, and, and the way. Hey, is that your kid in the background? Nope, not at all. That's my five dogs going crazy. Oh, there you go. Somebody's there at my door, so but that's okay. I'm going to ignore it. Ah, tremendous. Tremendous. <clears throat> so um, do you have any individual shoots coming up? Anybody coming in town? or? Yeah, well, we just did, uh, last week we did Jerry Jarrett. Oh, who, wow. Uh, really? it was a, yeah, oh, yeah. You did, it's like a five-hour interview. It's going to be awesome. It's oh, an epic. Wow. It's a. Uh, it's probably gonna be. We'll found it out. Two DVDs because uh, mm-hmm. of the length of the interview, and he talked about everything from his relationship from you know with Jerry or actually Jeff, and uh, pretty much everything from the start of Memphis Championship Wrestling and TNA, and when he worked for Vince and also in WCW. So it's it's gonna be an interview that you definitely want to get your hands on. It might be one of our top ten interviews of all time. Mm. Well, that that's one that 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 that's an epic. You oh know yeah. What I mean? that, that there's there's going to be the Eric Bischoff shoot and then the Vince McMahon shoot then the Jerry Jarrett shoot you know it's it's one of those I I don't like to use the word icon right but I mean fuck the Southeast Jerry Jarrett come on yeah now. there's nobody you know bigger than Jerry Jarrett as far as a guy who created stars back in the 80s I mean he's pretty much worked with everybody in in the wrestling and you know pretty much if you've been anywhere in wrestling you've started out in Memphis Championship Wrestling at one point in time so and he's worked with all the greats from you know Bill Watts and Eddie Graham and He's worked with Pat Patterson, and the guy's been all over the country working for all the different offices. So he's got tons of knowledge, and this is the first time he's really ever sat down besides writing his book where he, he lets all the fans know you know, everything that he's went through 
starting up in the business and um, pretty much getting a lot of the guys started from Hulk Hogan all the way down to Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and all those guys and Rock and Roll Express and everyone in between. So it was a great interview. And, of course, last week we also did uh, one of the Freebirds, a guy that I've been trying to get for like the last 10 years. Buddy. Yep, Buddy Jack Roberts. So um, right. it was an awesome interview. How was he? He was, was good. He, uh, he, he's doing okay. Physically, he's kind of broken down. It's kind of depressing. But I seen him last year. But, yeah, actually, it was two years ago in Washington when uh, Greg Price did his convention. And yeah, just the when I, yeah, when I when I ran into him in the lobby, I was like, "Holy crap! It's, it's Buddy Jack, and he doesn't look anything like he used to. That's for sure. He's all gray, and you know, he's an older gentleman now. But he he gave us a hell of an interview. Went three hours long, and that's a pretty oh, big wow. feat. Yeah, I mean, three hours. Considering and, you know, his throat. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly. We had to take a couple breaks just so we could get a, you know some drinks in them and stuff like that. Not alcohol, just water for his voice. So, yeah. But uh, he gave us a hell of an interview. It was very emotional, put it that way. He broke down several times during it too. It's good. That yeah. that sh- that one should be fun. Um, because you know he had he had two careers. He you know he did the the Hollywood Blonde thing and then the then you know the Freebirds. So he yeah. had you know he had like two careers. Yeah, exactly. Um, which was. Awesome. Now, uh, there is one gentleman that um, I don't care if it's if it's us, if it's you, high spots, whomever. Someone needs to track down Iceman King Parsons. You know, I don't know where he's at. He's probably down in Texas somewhere. The last time yeah. I heard you, yeah, I, I think definitely in Texas. When did I, my buddy, a uh, friend of mine, David Fuller? He uh, he lives in he lives in uh, Texas and. He was at a show with Parsons last year, right? And I told him, I gave him, you know, your office phone number. I said, give him Rob's number. This huh. needs to be done. And I, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, Iceman's one of the few that, that that are left that you know someone needs to do a shoot with. Just yeah, he'd be great. We're doing a bunch of interviews down in Charlotte. Um, we've got a whole ton of interviews lined up. So, oh, you're going be... in August? Yeah, I'll be down there. Are you going? Oh, I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm 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 really trying to get down there. Yeah, we, we're really actually am. bringing down George Anno Steele and uh, Scott Hall, and then we got interviews with a bunch of guys that are going to be lined up down there. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but um, it's going to be some pretty big interviews going down in Charlotte, that's for sure. And we got a lot of interviews coming up in July too. So, July should be a hot we're not month. Gonna... We, you know, we can all dream about the Ric Flair shoot interview. I talked to Rick two weeks ago. Well, he's he not doing any. Yeah, I, I offered him, um, you know, something, and he turned it down because of WWE and all that. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, I had an interview planned with Rick, as I told you guys last time when I was on, and the day before we were supposed to go and fly down to Charlotte, he called us up and said that uh, he went back to work for Vince, and, you know, he couldn't do the interview. So hopefully one day we'll get him. You know, last week the offer that I made was pretty good, and uh, he's still under contract, unfortunately. So we're gonna have to wait and see what happens there. But those those that are listening, Ric Flair is confirmed for uh, Greg Price's uh, yeah uh, from NWA uh, convention. Or from what I understand, in, he in, could do anything August. as far as there's no yeah. rings involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He cannot step in the ring. Yeah, because uh, they had him to go for Marquez for that NWA Hall of Fame in right. Atlanta a couple weeks ago, but you know they pulled him off because they were gonna induct him. Right, right. Vince like, nope, ain't going to happen. That makes perfect sense. You know, the guy just retired, so why would uh, Vince want his talent working for anybody else where they just spend a ton of money on, you know, retiring the guy? Well, you know, with the, with the DVD that, that, uh, that Vince put out, the three-disc uh, 
ultimate flair, whatever it was, and then the book, and then the Hall of Fame induction. I mean, there's a lot of his stories are out there. It's it's a lot of the you know the uh, Rob, you've partied down with them. I've partied down with them. You know, I've closed many a bar with Rick myself. It's it's those outside of the ring stories. Oh yeah, without a doubt. No, that's. Uh, well, we got another DVD here. today from him. You what now? I think we just got another DVD as well that they just put out. It's not going to be officially released until next week, but we just got the uh, new Ric Flair DVDs in stock today. Oh, oh, that's the one with the with the complete retirement and everything. I think um, so. You know, I to be honest, I didn't yeah. even get the chance to open the box. I just know one of the guys here in the office said that we just got them in stock. So, well, they what they did was, uh, you know, when Raw goes quote unquote off the air, they continue to record and right. and they're you know like they did with the the match he had with Hunter. And they all came down and gave him the beers and all that. That was on the last DVD. Uh, this one they they kept recording. Um, I've seen you know YouTube footage of it. Oh yeah, I did see actually, that. Yeah, they kept recording. You know where you know he takes off the the jacket and he drops an elbow on it and all. Right. Stuff. God. Nut. <clears throat> but yeah, that's all going to be on that DVD, and um, hopefully they they upgrade some footage and you know there's some stuff. You know, like uh, when they put out the world-class DVD, you know, I mean, everybody and their mother needed a uh, quality upgrade of the uh, Christmas night cage match. Right. You know, that was in perfect quality. And Well, I have yet to see that DVD. I saw the other version of the documentary, but I, I have not seen the WWE version. Well, you have to see both. They complement each other. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I... um, like uh, Forever Hardcore and The Rise and Fall of ECW, they complement each other. Yeah, I, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth uh, worth looking, and they have some pretty good matches on there too. Um, like yeah, World Clutch is a hell of a promotion. Oh man, I remember uh, watching it on ESPN every day around four o'clock when I'd come home from high school. So it was good stuff. Yeah, stuff was just insane, and Gary Gary Hart was a hell of a booker. Yep. Um Well, let's uh, let's put Sean o- Sean Oliver over. Uh, I watched it today. Guest booker with Gary Hart. Have you had a chance to see it? I have not. We, we, you know, I've got all those DD, yeah, DVDs, and I haven't had a chance to watch that one yet. So Sean's, Sean's a very cool guy. I got to meet him the last couple of weeks, and we worked with him. We, when we brought Jerry Jarrett in, he, he did an interview with uh, Jerry, too, which he's going to release, I believe, in January. And he, he did, like, a guest booker deal with Jerry Jarrett. So, um, oh, that should um, be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to check that one out. Jerry said it was awesome. So That's, quick plug uh, for those guys. Yeah, kfabecommentaries.com. Greg, yep. or, uh, they're good guys. Uh, Sean's a good guy. Oh, he's um, awesome. What they did was they had uh, Gary Hart book 1986, World Class. Right. Where where they did not break away from the NWA. Huh. So and, Flair was in uh, there and all that. Well, they, 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 only, they used Flair, but they could not use – they built from the beginning of the year to November, and they could not use Flair because Flair was doing Starcade that night. Ah. But it was – Definitely worth checking out, and it is a novel, novel concept. I love the guest Booker series. That's just so fun. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like I said, the Raven one was great. So, yeah, Raven was fun. Have you been approached about doing guest Booker? We talked about it, but you know what? I don't know when I'd have time because right now, like every, almost every weekend, I have shows, and Sean works during the week. Um, so you know, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And the only thing I, I would try to book would be uh, ECW. ECW again? I do what ECW. Or I, or, um, it was never really discussed. I'd say near the tail end. I think that would be the most challenging because that's when there really wasn't a lot of talent. But 
I don't know. I do, I'd like to do something totally different. I'd like to book another indie company as far as like a guest booker and, and just see what could happen with that. Mm. But I've never like as a kid, I was never into fantasy lands. I like doing the real thing. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. But it it is it is a hell of a concept and it's fun. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's enjoyable, especially with these minds and you know the the Sullivan was fun um, when he booked eighty nineteen eighty four in New York without Hogan. You I know, didn't. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that. So, yeah, that's some uh, some good stuff. But uh, enough of putting Mr. Oliver over. We're we're here to put you in your. your that's okay. I don't, I don't mind. So, <laughs> I make money off this stuff too. So it's all good. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. as long as everybody's making money and exactly you know, the name of the game. Everybody works together. You make money. So well, that and you know you got to entertain the fans. You know, and you know the the quote unquote shoot interview uh, market. Now, with so many different companies doing things, you know, it forces everybody to step their shit up. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, the, I love I love the U-Shoot concept. Oh, man, I just watched the uh, one with Sandman. Oh, fun. Yeah, and he was pretty much a, a mess during that interview, so. But uh, yeah, I watched was. that one, I watched the Missy Hyatt one, and I think they just did one with Jamie, too, the same day that we did Jamie and Sheik. In fact, I know they did. And um, I, I saw the trailer for that, and it looks hilarious. Actually, oh, Jamie boy. told me today that he was he was so drunk during it, so he doesn't even remember doing it. So it's going to be uh, definitely another DVD to check out. Tremendous. So you say that that you that you hit shows every weekend. Yeah. Um, I I don't want you to put over any companies, but were there any matches that you have personally seen within the last couple months that have just knocked your socks off? Uh, pretty much. Um, can you give me one second? Two seconds. Sure, sure. Two seconds. Not a problem. Okay, while well, we have Rob on hold, we Okay, can... I am. I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, wow. That was fast. Yep, I just had to grab something. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff from uh, Jersey All Pro. Um, there's also been a lot of good stuff. PWS had a match maybe four months back with uh, Teddy Hart and Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just one of the best matches I've seen on any scene. These guys just went out there and they killed themselves. So that was, That's that was pretty good. That's Pro Wrestling Syndicate, right? PWS? Sorry, but what's that? Was that Pro Wrestling Syndicate? Yeah, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, whose company is that one? What's that? Whose company is that? Eric um, Tapout, I think his last name is. I'm not even sure what his, his real name is, but he goes by Eric Tapout. But uh, also, oh. Kenny, Kenny Omega is another guy uh, who's had some great matches. It actually, it was for PWS the same night. They, uh, he worked Jerry Lynn, and they had a really good match. Other than that, um, for the most part, that there are the two matches that stand out the most over the last couple of months by far. Um, Kenny Omega is a guy that's going to go, you know, really far in the business. He's one of my favorite guys on the indie scene to watch. So he's just a hell of a talent. Well, he'll go places if he does not sign an exclusive contract with ROH. Right. Because he is. Well, he already had a deal with, with WWE, and he actually walked out of those guys for whatever reason. Oh, I'm really? Not sure. Yeah, he was down in Deep South, and I guess he wasn't happy down there. But, um, you know, I've been talking to people up there, and I was like, this guy's a real deal. I mean, everything about him is, is awesome, so. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Kenny Omega. You know what? He actually, he is one of my friends on MySpace. I think I'm going to hit him up with a message. Maybe we can get him on the show. Tell him that I put him over tonight. <laughs> there you go. You know, let, me, let me make my notes here. Kenny Omega, RF over. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Well, see, we support indies, brother. Yep. So... You know, as long as everybody's getting work and you know putting on the, you know, good stuff for the fans. You know, there there's other stuff out there other than TNA and and WWE. 
Right. Well, there has to be. <laughs> or there would be no TNA or WWE. No, there you go. They they need to steal from somewhere. So. All right. Well, we 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 talked about the a couple matches that have really caught your eye as far as on the positive. Have you seen any duds? Any real? Don't even get me started. <laughs> every every a lot almost all the indie shows that are, are a lot of duds and uh, not many positives. Like I said before, you know one of the biggest problems out there right now are a lot of these indie shows are being run by wrestling fans that have never been in the business. They're pretty much, you know, like John Zandig's guys who have never been in the business or, or Mark's um, for themselves. Did, did I just say that? Um, pretty much. And um, they promote these wrestling shows, and they have no idea how to structure the wrestling show, and they have their talent go out there and allow them to do anything that they want, and um, pretty much equals a bad wrestling show. So I've seen lots and lots of duds over the last uh, several years. <laughs> so... Um, I, I don't want you to, to you know, bury anybody or give any names or anything, but why? explain why the shit just didn't work. As far as different shows that I've... Well, yeah, just the, you know, the... the well, there's no structure. And... For the most part, you know, the different places that I go to, uh, you know, I sit back and I'm just amazed because without a doubt, the talent's there. Just there's no booker in the locker room. There's no, you know figure in the locker room to take everybody aside and, and structure the show out and they pretty much you know not without saying what companies are because it's not right. just one company it's a yeah it's, it's just a lot of different companies they pretty much just let the guys go out there and do what they want um they give them their match times and pretty much say all right do what you want out there and you know it lets guys pretty much have free reign where they go in the ring and they get on the microphone and then what you have is a wrestling fan you go out there and you watch two and a half three hours of wrestling and you have every guy in the microphone and then you got guys doing their same finishers as other guys and guys brawling on, you know, maybe the second or third match. And then you have your main event that maybe that should have had a brawl on it, and then it takes away from that. So, I mean, there's just so many different things that go wrong when you don't have somebody, you know, running the locker room the proper way. And, you know, I go to these indie shows, and I sit back, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's just a disaster. <laughs> and the car ride home, it's just something that we you know. We're not burying anybody, guys. Okay. Oh yeah. We're we're, we're we're teaching. We want people this to learn. Creative criti- criticism. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Rob, I've been I've been buried a couple times by by some people for for being overly critical, but I care. I exactly. care. Fuck about the business. Exactly. I love this thing. I love the business. You know what? Al and, Snow said it. Al, you just got to get the Al Snow show interview because almost everything that go. everything that I talk about after I go to a wrestling show and to to the people that are in my car with me. It's the same thing that I discussed with Al during his shoot interview, and it just it, it, we share the same thoughts and uh, feelings on, on the wrestling business today, and just how bad it is. And it's it's really the promoter's fault, not really the wrestlers, because the wrestlers they're just out there to do their job, they're just out there to perform and, and get in the ring and get experience and what have you. But it's the, it's up to the wrestling promoter to pretty much you know grab the the bull by the horns and lead in the right way. But if you if you don't have a promoter who's a leader who knows anything about the business, they're just throwing the guys out there to the wind. You know, and hoping that shit blind, leading the wall. blind. Exactly. You know, um, the reason I get guests on like Al Snow and and you yourself, you've been there and seen everything. Uh, Jesse Hernandez, um, Adam Pierce, all these people, because they do things properly, and I, I want the younger the younger crop of kids coming up that. I know there are workers that listen to the show. I know there are promoters that listen to the show. I want everybody to learn. Right. Learn properly because things are changing, Rob. They're as far as, changing slowly. As far as what? Um, there's going to be more of a territorial system. 
Oh, yeah, I think the territories are definitely going to come back in the, in the next I mean, several years. Fuck. Here in Northern California, brother, we're booming. There's nine companies, solid companies up here. Who else is out there besides PWG? And um, I, don't, I don't really know a lot of the companies out there. Because actually, to be honest, I just had a, a guy call me um, yesterday. This leads into the, my question. He is a, a freelancer, and he's looking to do some work with different independent companies out there. And um, I don't, so I, I told him I don't know who's out there except PWG. So who, who else is out there that has good talent and that uh, is a decent company to work for? Okay, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start in Southern California. Okay, there's not just Gorilla. There's AWS, Alter, Alternative Wrestling uh, Shop, which is BART. He right. runs during the week and some weekends. Um, they use a lot of local guys and some lucha. Um, there's New Wave Pro Wrestling in San Diego. Right. Um, and they use Slim Chaos. And then there's uh, one of my sponsors, which would be SoCal Pro Wrestling. I know you're listening, Jeff. Big ups, brother. Um, they use they use Slim. They use uh, Adam Pierce regularly. Right. He lives in San Diego. Um, when he's not booked anywhere else on the weekends, he'll work that show. Um, there's a lot of lucha stuff down there, and that's just in Southern California. Oh wow. That's just Southern California. I'm not even touching up here. I hear here it. in San Francisco. I mean, we have Supreme Pro, which is in Sacramento. They've been doing this. They're in their eighth year. Um, we have All Pro Wrestling, Roland Alexander. If you choose to work for him, that's fine. Right. Um, but fuck him and the horse he rode in on. But that's a whole different <laughs> story. Um, there's Kirk White, who runs every other month, and he's been doing this for 20-some-odd years. Now, I heard he's got one of the best repetitions out there. I get a lot of footage from yeah. uh, his company through another guy. Do you know what, Danny Shipman? Yes, I do. Okay, well, he's been giving us a lot of footage, and um, mm-hmm. he's a great guy. And the stuff that I've seen from Kurt is pretty good. Solid. So. Solid. You know, yeah. very old school type of crowd. They don't really do much, and you know, but it works. Yeah. Um, you know, Kirk, Kirk doesn't fuck people over. You know, Kirk is you know as, as straight and straight and narrow as you can get for a promoter. Well, that's the way you got to go. So. Well, you know, here's a lot of good guys like Harry Smith I've seen on his shows, and um, a lot of girls too. So. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so Kirk White, which is big time wrestling, he runs every other month. Uh, we have my my home promotion. Fog City Wrestling, uh, they have ran one, two, three, four shows so far, and they, they use, uh, it's a heavy Samoan influence. Um, they use Rikishi, Pearl, uh, Olafa. Um, right. You see Brian Cage, who's local, who just got signed to WWE developmental contract. Um, that's the hot company up here, I think. And I'm not saying that because they're my friends or my sponsor, but they, they just, really really know what they're doing and right. they're doing it's some it it's just something completely different and it's good stuff well, uh, good we have we have Gabe Ramirez company um pro wrestling revolution right. which is uh, uh lucha heavily based lucha but they also use indie guys down below they have uh, their tag champs are Ray Senior and EO Ray so obviously doing they're doing something right um I mean, there's just all kinds of companies up here, and it, it's a boom, and it's awesome. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, it's a great time to be a fan, and you know, it's a great time I got back into the business. Oh, boy. Okay, enough about me. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, the person that you're speaking of, um, if they're listening to the show, hit me up with an email, kidzombie2000aol.com, and I will hook you up. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll definitely give you uh, his email later on, and I'll tell him okay, email cool. you. Awesome, awesome. You know, either uh, he could take a trip down south to San Diego or he can come out here. 
uh, one way or the other. Sounds good. And if if the if the kids got talent, you know, they'll book them. Okay, yeah, definitely. Because uh, this place, like I said, it's booming. So when we can use all the talent, you know, that we can get, because uh, we we try to avoid bringing in guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like uh, for the July fifth show, uh, Fog City here in San Francisco, they're using Eric Cannon. Right. But they're getting Eric Cannon on his way home from a Dragon Gate tour. Very good. So they're save some money. Take... Exactly. Exactly. And it's going to be a really good match. He's a uh, Who's he got? He's got uh, Brian Cage, as a matter of fact. I've never seen Eric Hannon actually work, so I, I can't really comment on him. Is he good? Really? He's very good, and he won't he won't go. He won't go anywhere because he just happens to be about 5'8". Oh, okay. But he's really, really talented. Uh, heavy, heavy uh, British influence mixed, mixed in with a little bit of the Midwest indie style. Right. So he's something different. Good, good. So, uh, let's see. Who else do we have out here? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but Michael Modest has moved back to the Bay Area. He's back in the business. Where, where did he go? The Florida or? No, he uh, no. Don, actually, Donovan Morgan moved to Florida. Well, he's doing real estate and, down there, right? Yeah, he's doing real estate. He got married and he he left the business. Mike moved up uh, northern California, far north, up into the sticks. Huh. And then. Uh, you know, he had some uh, personal issues family-wise, and he decided to move back home. Right. So he oh. uh, he jumped right back in, and you know, the the listeners know how I feel about Mike, and right, he's just uh, an amazing talent. And oh yeah, he's awesome. He was great in Japan too. So oh, his Noah stuff was great. He was yep. such a great bully, uh, Dick Togo type punk junior. You know, just oh, and from what man, I understand, I he doesn't take shit from any promoters either. So. Yeah, hey, there you go. I'll, I know that firsthand. You know, I mean, I, I've seen him walk 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 away, you know, right off a show, and like, fuck you guys, I'm not working. Yep, and I know he wants to kill a lot of different bookers out there too. So, but that's a different story. Well, you know. Well, you know. <clears throat> We're not going to get into that one. Exactly. So, other than uh, uh, Kenny Omega. Are there any any guys out there on the East Coast, you know, that are just, you know, itching to, you know, that, that you see that are going to break through, maybe even get developmental deals or to sign with TNA? Um, besides Kenny, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that have talent that should be somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's been it's a lot of the guys are already working for for major companies. It's it's kind of sad. When I when I go to the indies and a lot of the wrestlers that I see are pretty much just kids that you know go on the internet and buy their wrestling gear and they think they're wrestlers. So I mean, but don't get me wrong, there are, there's a handful of guys out there that are, are ready to you know make it and make a name for themselves and stuff like that. I'd rather not say who they are, just for different reasons. Obviously, I have some stuff going on and um, but the you know there's definitely there's definitely a whole list of new talent out there that if they were groomed and had you know a proper leader or whatever i, I think they could you know draw some money and uh make a name for themselves well i don't know i don't know if you still follow r o h or not but um, not at all. i think it's either either tomorrow night or saturday night in dayton ohio they're having Nigel McGuinness, the ROH champion, right. defend in a title versus title match with a personal friend of mine, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Adam Pierce. Um, what do you think of Adam as a worker? Honest to God, I swear to God, I've never seen him work. 
Oh, shit, Rob. Yep. Okay. I, you know, that's a bad thing, but I, I don't watch anything oh, from uh, ROH anymore, so I, I couldn't tell you. I, I watched sure. one match, even... one match since I've been gone, and that was Kabashi and Samoa Joe, and that was because of all the hype. Well, and uh, other than that, I, I have no interest in, in watching their stuff. I, so. the, the, thing, the thing with Adam is that he's two different people, where he has his ROH work and then his outside ROH work. Right. So and, you know, like I, I see a lot of the guys at the indie shows, like, you know, Matt Seidel, I've seen him work, and I've got a chance to see Davey Richards and Austin Aries and, and guys like that when they do it different indie shows, Delirious. and So I get to see a lot of the talent that's there on other shows. And, you know, from what I understand, a lot of times they have better matches outside, too. So, mm-hmm. You know, Adam's just just uh, on a whole different level of, of anybody. And there's a reason that Marquez has put the NWA strap on him. Right. Um, I mean, he, he had a match for SoCal Pro in San Diego this past weekend with Scorpio Sky, and they just, they, they tore it up. I'm itching to get that DVD. Huh. Um, Scorpio Sky is another guy that's, that's out here. That's a lot of people put him over, so, yeah, I've heard a lot about Ooh. that. Yeah, well, he's, he's a good guy, too. You know, he's humble. You know, he's always got the time for me. Right. You know, when either having him on the show or, or calling him or whatever, he's always got time for me. Oh, that's cool. That's so, cool. Okay, I just got in. Uh, I just got in a message from Jeff Dino, the owner of SoCalProWrestling.com and uh, WrestleWarehouse.com. He is asking me to send you a an Adam Pierce DVD of um, Adam in San Diego. So yeah, I, I would love to see his work. You know, I always okay. hear. I know Cornette loves him, so. Mm-hmm. The 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 thing is though, he his styles are different from when he's working ROH and anywhere else. Right. Which is, which is, I think, which I think is a good idea so that you're not pigeonholed. Yeah, exactly. And you don't burn out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, uh, that match is just going to be, for me, it's, it's, it's a personal dream match. It's just going to be fun. And, and I don't see if that they're going to have a winner. So I guess uh, Dayton's going to get another hour match. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You know, they could, they could uh, deal with that all day. They've done it before. <clears throat> okay, let's see. So, have you been following TNA at all, or I watch it occasionally. Um, I don't ever watch any of the pay-per-views. I've seen this. Well, I, I saw Samoa Joe and uh, Kurt Angle's match in the cage from I think it was Lockdown, and um, the TVs I would watch uh, here and there, but I don't watch it on a, on a you know steady basis, which I really don't miss it at all. It's, from what I've seen, it's just it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand I, the house shows are better, but. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the house shows they've been they've been just tearing it up. I mean, right. they, you know, these guys are allowed to go out and, you know, put in 20 minutes in the ring. Right, right. Um I I personally can't stomach the TNA product, oh, but now that they're they're doing they're doing the X Cup. Right. So, I mean, they're bringing in Alex Kozlov from Mexico, uh Ultimo Guerrero and Ray Bucanero are working tonight against Yoshino and Doi from Dragon Gate. Right. And I know they just signed uh, Doug Williams too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a step in the right direction. You know, cool. Doug is, Doug is, uh, Rob, you've seen it. I mean, oh, even, yeah. even before the ROH stuff. He is the man. He is the man. There you go. You know, so, there, are, there aren't many like him. and He's a workhorse. And uh, in fact, I think what, they just went over to UK last week and uh, they tore it up yeah. over there. They sold out almost everywhere they went, too. Tremendous. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad that they signed him. Um, I, I, I hope they do not go on, you know, a, a, a British signing spree. You know, because I mean, there's there's really not many guys that are like Doug. They're more of the Jody Fleisch, 
you right. know, little guy that, you know, Puck. and they have enough of those. Well, Pac is in a whole different league. That guy's just a nut. And he belongs in Dragon Gate, so he doesn't need to sign with anybody. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so let's When he came over to the States, did he bomb? A lot of people said, I know he, he did work for PWG, but I heard some of his other matches weren't that good. He did. He never. He didn't click for some reason. I, I don't know why. Right. Um, the the gorilla fans out. The gorilla fans are a little different. They 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 like the spotty stuff, but they they also insist on a story being told. Right. Exactly. So. I mean, they 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 do have Super Dragon in that company, who I think just an amazing storyteller, considering that you can't see his face. I've seen him when he worked in Jersey All Pro, so he had a lot of good matches. Yeah, he's just just an amazing talent. He just can't keep healthy, and you know, he's, his legs aren't too good, so then he can't work out. What does he, he have? Bad knees, or I bad legs of some type, some sort, and you know, he's not able to really work out, so he's putting on some weight. So oh, okay. He's catch twenty two there, and eating a little bit of too many uh, potato chips. There you go, one too many. Um, well, I'm I'm on the uh, video site here, and and I'm looking at the front page, and it, it it shows here that you did a shoot interview with Larry Hennig. Oh um, yeah, that was another one that we just let's, did. Let's let's talk about the axe. Um, how honest was he, or or was he uncomfortable? No, no, you know he or? no he he actually told us it was his best interview that he ever did, and um, I actually got a cinema DVD that reminds me. Um, he was totally open about everything. He talked about Kurt and you know drugs and all that stuff and. The AWA days, and the, one of the best stories of the whole interview is when he met Vince with Kurt to get Kurt his job. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but that's it's just a great story. It's when they went up to Titan Towers and they met with those guys. So, mm-hmm. well, you know when <clears throat> when you bring in a a quote unquote old timer like Larry, um, are they less protective? To yeah, that oh yeah. That's like one of the first things that we're worried about is like, oh, is this guy going to totally kayfabe, you know, us? And mm-hmm. this is going to well, be old like school. The Arn Anderson interview. Ugh. That was bad. It I was mean, horrible. It, it was horrible. That was bad. But have have other than Arn, you know, have you have you ran into anybody that really kayfabed? Um, I don't know if Hanson was like that, but no, he was pretty cool. I don't know if it was kayfabing or just were just burned out. Like Jimmy Snuka, he, he was a guy who. It was right a, yeah. It was one of the worst interviews, and you know, growing up as a kid, I was the biggest snooker mark of all time, and I couldn't wait to sit down with him and talk about the business. And for whatever reason, he didn't want to talk about anything. I don't know if it was from all the drugs that he used to do, and, and he just forgot, or he just was protecting the business. But like, it was the most disappointing interview of all time because you know he was my idol <laughs> as a little kid. I, I, he was the only guy that made me cry in the ring when he got a uh, pile driven by uh, Ray Crippler Stevens back. I think it was like eighty. Three or eighty-four, I don't remember. Eighty-three, yeah. MSG, yeah. Yep. So it was actually no, it was in uh, Hamburg at the TV taping. Remember that the oh, angle okay. they did? That's right. Yeah, with Albano and Albano turned on him and all that stuff. Oh man. Yeah, that was when wrestling was wrestling. Well, that was when you could get, when you could stick your teeth into a story and exactly you know be intrigued. You know, that was now, when I could name every pay-per-view for like the last five years and tell you what the main events were. Now I couldn't even tell you what the main event of WrestleMania was. Well, I probably could, but. Still, yeah, that's pretty still. bad. <laughs> it, well, it's 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 too convoluted, and you know, I mean, hell, even UFC's monthly, right? You know, it's it, it's a shame. I mean, I'm I'm more into the MMA now than 
you know, than than mainstream wrestling. But that's just because I'm I'm bored. Right. Well, a lot. You know, you know I was just talking to somebody last week about that, and they were saying how uh, UFC is the new era of professional wrestling. So. I, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. A lot of people think UFC is going to take over all the wrestling fans, but I don't see that ever happening. No, I, I don't think it would take over. Yeah, because there's always been one over. That's like people saying they're going to stop watching professional, or not wrestling, and they're going to stop watching movies and just watch you know all reality TV shows. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I don't. And the thing is, uh, Larry Matisic, who uh, who helped book and was the commentator in for St. Louis, right? He says that that a lot of the stuff that UFC is doing now is what they were doing with their pro wrestling back then. Right, back in the 70s and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Arm bars and some machines. It's reality-based. Yep. <clears throat> okay, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to change gears here. Um, I was bored today, and, and I popped in a DVD, uh, Hardcore Overload. Okay. Which was the Bob Barnett release. Who's that? And, <laughs> uh, well, anyway... <laughs> He gotta admit, but yeah, it was a Bob Barnett release, and he—I uh, was watching the the final interview of Art Bar, and, right. and it got me thinking. Um, what, what did you think of of Gringos Locos, and do you think that? Uh, oh, Paul, they, they, Paulie was trying to bring him in. Do you if think Paul got his hands on those up? guys? They would have been huge. Oh yeah, without a doubt, they would have been. They've been ECW for like four months, and. Either WWE or WCW would have signed him in a heartbeat. He would have got that tag team so over because they already were over enough, just from oh, doing you know all the AAA stuff and uh, I, bringing them to the states, letting them do their stuff with Paulie behind them. It would have been awesome. I have never, as God is my witness, Rob, ever seen tag team heat. Oh yeah, at, at those guys. I mean, live. I saw them a couple house shows for AAA up here in San Jose. Right. And just the heat was just amazing. These. These people wanted to kill him. Oh yeah, and they were awesome. When when Art would fall on his back on the ground and and do the back the back backstroke. Right. Oh my God, talk about heat, brother. Oh yeah. I mean, you stuff. don't get that shit nowadays. You the, know that. No, it's true. It's the real deal. You know then that I think that's what's missing now. I was just gonna um, say that's one of the worst things about wrestling right now is it's missing the, the heat that the crowds used to give and stuff like that. Unless you go down south where the fans still believe. No, it's true. The 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 thing is, man, I, I you know, I don't even think Vince knows what heat is anymore. Well, the whole business has changed, so it's sad. That's why he's been tapes what? in our video. <laughs> tapes and DVD and that's it. You know, he, I I just I I can't I can't grasp it because I mean, you know, Vin Vinny came through, you know, he came through in the seventies with his dad side by side. Right. I, I don't understand how a man's perception can change well, drastically like that. The whole formula has changed, so unfortunately, it's not wrestling the way it used to be. As Jim Cornette would say, wrestling the way it used to be, wrestling the way you like it. Well, there you go. Well, it'll come back. Like I said, the territories will be back, but on a smaller scale. Right. You know, and and do do you think that uh, you know, in the Northeast there, with all the indies that they they've got, do you think that you know, some promoters will be able to band together. You no. know, and there's just too much politics or... up here. That, that will never happen. It's just up here, everybody hates each other. It's about bad mouthing each other and taking each other's buildings and all that crap. And uh, like I said, most of the promoters up around the Philly area are just idiots anyway. That they don't really have, you know, knowledge for the wrestling. Um, 
the only promoter up here, I'm not going to say the only promoter, but in, in Philly area, Todd Gordon was the only guy that really knew, you know, how to run a company in in Philly, besides, you know, other people that I worked with. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot of reputable companies around here that, you know, will go anywhere, other than what they do now. So would you say that, that the Northeast would be a lost cause as far as getting everybody together? Yeah, there's just too much, yeah. there's way too many different, you know, you ever go on the websites around here? Um, everybody hates each other. Nobody will ever work together. And there, there's great companies like yours, Y'all Pro. They're awesome. They run a reputable business, and they have a, a clue what they're doing. Um, so, I mean, there are companies. I'm, not, I'm just talking about the Philadelphia area. I'm not talking about New York and mm-hmm. Jersey. I don't. I don't want promoters to think that I'm, I'm trashing them because I'm not. There's just. There's just. Oh, certain, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're, we're not burying anybody. Right. We're just, you know, being real. Exactly. There's just certain you companies know. that we'll just will never get it. So. Yeah. So I, I figure that, you know, the Northeast is, is an island on, amongst themselves, and, you know, the Midwest can, you know, get together, and, of course, the West Coast. You know, right. we, you know it's, it's, we work together out here. It's undercover, but we work together. Well, you're going to see that in Philadelphia because nobody really works together here, and if they do, it, it lasts for a week until they backstab each other. So, well, There you go. There you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I need to wet my whistle here. No problem. Still getting over being sick for a week and a half. Hey, I was sick last sucks. week, so. Kind of sucks when you have to cancel shows. Oh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> so, the ultimate warrior. He wins a title in Europe. And uh, obviously they couldn't afford him anymore, so they what, they took the belt off him or something? He No, he, he dropped it. He's right. just like, I don't want to do it. And For what reason, though? They, I mean, it was obviously something behind the scenes where they didn't want to pay him or, or he demanded something... They didn't want to do it, and so he said he's done? Or I have no idea. I will let everybody in the world know on July 6th after I talk to Rikishi on July 5th. So. Gotcha. <laughs> I saw Rikishi pictures of him. He was pretty jacked up. Yeah, he was really scary looking. And yeah. For 50-something. But, Man, uh, that's not uh, chemicals. Well, I'm, I'm going to be the last guy to bury anybody for using gimmicks. So right. do what you got to do. Now I'm 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 looking on your website here and it and it it says that you have uh it's a two disc set, Lives, Legacies and the Legends of Samoans. Have you gotten a chance to watch those? I have not watched it yet. So uh oh, yeah. Man. Have you seen it? I have. Um Is Rosie it good? was pretty good. Rosie was pretty good. Now Black Pearl, Reno. I think that his his disc was the most important out of any of the the shoot interviews with anybody related to the Samoans, because right. he's the one that that tied the family tree together, and he pointed out where everybody belongs and and whatnot. Yeah, I gotta um, check it out. Yeah, it's well worth well worth uh, the the twenty dollars. Um, Reno's a great guy too. Uh, I can't. I, I have no idea why that guy is not signed. Black Pearl is just an amazing talent. He did TNA a little bit, right? I, you know what? He may have done like an explosion match or something. And that was I, it. I don't. Yeah, they they brought uh, Keish in for a couple weeks. Yeah, and he was out. Yeah, he, he went a he little was bit more in money. and out. Well, hey, you know what? That's fine. He's making it. They're making their money in Europe. Yeah. So exactly. You know they're they're making their money, and then when they come back here, you know they're doing their thing here in San Francisco too. So I think I was talking to Chris Masters about two weeks ago, and he's over there for a month for those guys. They're all making money. I mean, I'm, I'm a friend of mine is is over there, uh, ring announcing for right. the company, and I'm not going to tell you what he's making, but he's 
He's making very good money, and he got to announce Rob Van Dam and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, so, awesome. you know, those are, you know, personal, personal, warm, fuzzy feelings. And, you know, you're missed out there, Marcus. I know you're listening, brother. <clears throat> but, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing their thing out there in Europe and, and more power to them. I just, you know, I hope that everything was being filmed and, you know, because they're going to make some money off that warrior. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. That warrior stuff. Um, did you hear anything about the um, the XPW reunion show a few few weeks ago out here? I just heard some stuff that happened behind the scenes. I, I didn't really hear much about it from the fans' perspective, but I talked to Kevin Kleinrock a couple of days after it happened. But uh, he said it was pretty good, and I can't and wait to pull that on DVD. Oh, man, they're going to make a shitload of money. Yes, yeah, it should be a good DVD. So. Well, they, they, they put uh, the main event was Necro and Supreme, which right. is a deathmatch dream match, you know, um, few months before they announced the show i had supreme on 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 my show and we were talking about you know what's you know what's one of the few matches that you know that you would like to have and necro was one of them you know necro was an xpw but hey made made all kinds of business sense to put that on top yep without a doubt i mean they're going to make a nice amount of pennies on that and it's going to be a blu-ray too so oh yeah that's 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 going to be fun it should be awesome it might actually be one of the well no wrestlemania was the first blu-ray but that should be good. Definitely, definitely, and they they brought out the talent. Okay, we only have a a couple minutes left with you, Rob. Um, any upcoming projects that you'd like to plug or? Um, just you know, look for the new releases that are coming out soon with uh, the shoot interview that we just did with Jerry Jarrett and uh, Buddy Jack Roberts, and then of course we got Bell to Bell with Iron Sheik and Jamie Dundee. And in the next couple months, we've got a huge amount of shoot interviews lined up. And if you have me back in September, hopefully I'll have a huge announcement for you. So uh, we're working on something very, very big. might be one of the biggest things that we've done ever. So it should be interesting, to say the least. And, um, yeah, like I said, I always enjoy being on your program. Thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully I come back in September to make a big announcement. Tremendous. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I will get out there to Carolina to, uh, Definitely. to see you in August. Yeah, it's going to be a good time down there. You know, the Nature Boy is going to be down there. And, uh, of course, we're not talking about Scott Hudson. And, you know, <laughs> Scott Hall will be down there, George Animal Steel for us, and a whole slew of other guests. Kevin Sullivan is going to be down there, and Ole Anderson, Jimmy Garvin, and, you know, everybody else There's at Greg Riggs. So many people are just – it's just going to be insane. Yeah. And i, I got to get out there. If you're a wrestling like, fan, I mean, that's the one – if you're, you want to plan a wrestling trip, that's the, the time of the year to do it is August, and you got to all come to Charlotte, so – are they doing a show, too? Uh, I don't know. I know last year they did one on Sunday. I believe they probably will be um, this year as well, but I don't think they've announced anything yet, unless they haven't worked on it or, or what have you. So Awesome. awesome. Cool, man. Well, RF, rfvideo.com. It's simple. Yes. Go out there. Uh, give, uh, give Rob your money. Simple. There you go. You can always All use brother. money. All right, well, thanks for having me, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. It was right. fun. Um, we'll have to have you up in a couple weeks with Eric. Yes. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to... You pronounce his last name for me. Gargiulo. There it is. Eric Gargiulo. We're going to uh, have a little uh, little uh, powwow. We'll be discussing uh, some Doug stories. Doug That's right. Dimitri, for those of you, uh, you are missed, Doug. Um, thanks for coming on. It was my pleasure, brother. We'll have you on in a couple weeks. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. All right, brother. All right. Bye. All right. That was the owner-operator of our video, Mr. Rob Feinstein. It's always fun to have Rob on. Um, 
we're all over the place. Uh, you know what's what's going on with shoots, and you know what's Rob up to. You know this, that, and everything else. You never know what you're gonna get with Rob. Always fun. Um, our second segment coming up is brought to you by our other sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, you can pick up uh, wrestling DVDs, uh, T-shirts, Lucha Libre masks, uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs. Um, I highly recommend any show, uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling, night uh, from 2008. Uh, Adam Pierce has been taking on uh, all comers, SoCal Crazy, uh, 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 Ricky Mandel, um, Chimera has been tearing it up. The Ballard Brothers, who will be on uh, momentarily, have been tearing it up down there in San Diego. Um, to be honest, the best kept secret in independent wrestling is. SoCal Pro Wrestling. Um, Jeff, did I put you over strong enough? I'll be awaiting your text message thanking me. And also make sure that the check's in the mail. So, uh, well, well, looks like uh, we have a Ballard brother on the air. Yeah, I have a Ballard brother. Which Ballard do I have? Uh, you have Shannon Ballard. The, the better how you doing, Shannon? All right, how you doing? Oh, fine and dandy, brother. Just uh, putting over... Uh, Jeff Dino and uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling. Ah, oh, SoCal Pro. We uh, we hold the belts there. That you do. Yeah. Now, my question for you is, uh, are you busy on July 12th? On July 12th. Uh, let me see. July check 12th. your email, brother. I think Jeff Dino wants to have you work a show. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll check it. I, I have my schedule <laughs> here. I, I think the only thing I, I have right now is... Uh, that 19th, uh, like the 17th, the 18th, and 19th weekend. So I think I'm I'm open on the 12th. There you go, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> hit up hit up Shannon with it with an email, and there you go. Jeff Jeff right. asked me to uh, to ask is, you is on it a the SoCal air. SoCal Pro show. Excuse me. It's a SoCal Pro. The yes, regular sir. show that they have in Oceanside. Oh, okay, we're always there. There you go. Well, you've you've worked for SoCal Pro. Um, who have been your favorite opponents for SoCal Pro? Uh, for SoCal Pro, uh, well, we have two right now. The uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, we we've been having some, some fantastic matches with those guys. Really talented. And uh, uh, NES, which is uh, Johnny Goodtime and uh, Ryan uh, Evangelic. Uh, Evangelic, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, the young bucks are. <laughs> What's that? See, the, the the young bucks are on a whole different level. Yeah. You know they. They're uh, and they're keeping up with the with the guys in Dragon Gate now. So yeah. and yeah, actually, uh, I saw one of the matches. Really, really good. Was it uh, from episode eighty-eight? Uh, it could have been. Uh, it was the okay. one they they've got it on their uh, I think their MySpace they they had sent it yeah out. that's it yeah yeah uh, yeah that's good stuff and uh, I'm I'm really disappointed because um, they've they've uh, Dragon Gate has put out five different TV shows since they've been in the country and they've only put on one Young Buck match that's kind of disappointing uh, but I you know I wanted to see if they could keep up with them and, and oh, those yeah. kids of anybody I think they can yeah they're they're I mean. Those guys, they just—they don't get tired. They just keep going. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But you know, they're what, eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> twenty yeah, even. One of them, I think. Uh, I think 
Nick is 19, and I think Matt may be 21 or 22. So, yeah, they're, they're still really young. To be that young again. I know. I yeah. didn't even start wrestling until I was 28. There you go. So you can imagine well, the math. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to turn back the clock, and, and we're going to start it from the beginning. Um, how did uh, you and your brother break in? Um, we actually broke in. We were um, we, we were actually we 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 played hockey pretty much our whole life, and we we actually were drafted, and then we actually moved back. We were going back and forth from from California to Canada, and then um, we both got hurt like within like a week. Like I tore my ACL, and uh, he he tore the cartilage in his knee. So we both had to get surgery. So that was like the last year we were eligible. So we were like just um, we played out here like maybe like there's a semi-pro league, but it was like really like it's just like a head-hunting league. There's no, I mean, no one would, no one comes out and looks at you out here. So we eventually stopped playing, and we just we needed something violent to fill the void, and we'd always been wrestling fans. So one of our friends was watching a cable program in uh, the city of Maywood. It was called AIWA. I don't know if you remember them. Mm-hmm. They were pretty big back in, I think, like, 97, 98. So he uh, he called us up and said, man, you guys could do better than the guys that they got on there. You guys should go over there and try it. So I, I contacted Alex Knight, and I didn't even know who it was. I just, uh, they said, come down and, and we'll take a look at you. So me and my brother just went down there and basically just beat each other up for like an hour and then they go okay thanks for coming out so we figured oh they don't they're not interested they don't they don't uh, you know but at least we tried then the guy called back and said that uh, you know he 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 thought we had so much potential he he trained us for free so that's pretty much where it began AIWA and then it just kept branching from that we went to WPW with Martine I'm sure you talked to a lot of people there oh yeah and definitely then they, the Haystack brothers uh, saw us wrestle there and wanted to wrestle us. So we were basically just took, we, we were willing to take all their moves you know, that they would come up with on the fly, like, hey, can I uh, give you a uh, tombstone from the top rope? And we were dumb enough to say, yeah, sure, because we were new. So they liked it, so they took us to IWZ, no, IZW, which was in um, Arizona. No, 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 it was before that. Actually, they got their name from the other IZW. It was in oh, Sunny wow. Valley. Mm-hmm. Then they split to UIWA, and then XPW took half of UIWA, and they wanted to take us, but we 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 always made these bad decisions. Like instead of going to XPW, where we would have probably made a a lot more money, we stuck with the UIWA, which lasted about two shows. Then we were stuck. Wow, UIWA. I have not heard that that or Alex Knight in fucking years. Yeah, Jeez. the medic. Ah, oh, there you go, the medic. Yeah. California Championship Wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! I used, I used to watch California oh. Championship Wrestling. It, it was so it was so bad it was good because they yeah, would have but... like Victor Rivera would come on there and he'd be drunk, like legit drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he cut a promo and like he you'd see like a you know the guy's shadow in the background and and uh, uh, all of a sudden like the camera would pan over and the guy'd be holding a chair and he'd run over and hit him. <laughs> it was so cheesy, but 
uh, it was just I couldn't stop watching it. It was so bad. Well, you you gotta love any any show that that had Planet Rock as the theme. Dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they have uh, some talent. Like Steve Strong. Peter Maivia. Steve Jr. Strong. <laughs> was it a uh, Wild Man Jack Armstrong? Yeah, yeah, and um, Pam, Vampiro Furpo. Remember him? Vampiro Furpo, yeah. And see, uh, Rocky Johnson did a couple shots. Yeah. Superfly did a couple shots. And don't forget about... Um, Billy Anderson slash Buddy Allen slash one half of the Hollywood Blonde slash the Magician slash uh, the Road Warriors if they would have came in because he pretty much played everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but one one week they said we're getting the Road Warriors, and this was when they were like really big, and I think they just went to NWA. And uh, I thought the Road Warriors, it's gonna be Billy Anderson and Buddy Allen in makeup. It's not gonna be the real <laughs> Road Warriors. <laughs> oh, Who was Was it Ripper Savage Yeah The guy that was Savage. jacked Yeah oh, Yeah he died God so Did he die really Steroid abuse Can you believe it Huh I don't, I don't Wow It's a shock But No he was He was actually I, I saw him a lot of times uh, he, he He visited the South Bay He had like uh, Somebody that uh, Maybe family member Or something And I he, I'd see him all over The place And he was always A really nice guy but, I mean, back then I was a kid, so he was, like, a big star to me. So I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe I met him. See who else and, was there. Uh, Toro Tanaka at the end of his career. Yeah. Um, Junior Mayavia, who was really good. He was just really short, but he was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Junior really Mayavia was a hell of a talent back in the day. Jeez, now, now we're dredging up old memories. I'm going to break out those old tapes. Yeah. Jeez, we. You, you know, it was funny. It was we. We actually we went to a, um, to a taping that they had at the Olympic Auditorium, and uh, it was like a, the first like live match uh, we'd ever been to. We were like like really young, and we showed up and we thought, oh, we're gonna be in the last row. It's gonna be sold out. And we got there and we got like second row ringside, like like right like 15 minutes before the show. So we're like, oh. This is weird. And there was like maybe like fifty or a hundred people there, so they had everybody like come down and get onto um like, uh, you know, fill up two sides of the uh, ring because I guess they then they switched the cameras to to the other side so it looked they had, looked like they had more people. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was a strange night. I, I remember <laughs> uh, Billy Anderson uh, like juiced and he was like gushing blood. And the cameraman wasn't there yet. He was on the other side. So they were waving him to come over and get a shot of his head. And this Mexican guy, a fan, saw that he was bleeding, ran and got a bunch of napkins and came up from behind him and wiped all the blood off. And when the camera guy got there, he had, like, no blood on him. And Billy Anderson just got so mad, he stood up and he goes, I'll kill you. And he started chasing the guy, and the security guy had to come over and stop him. (laughs) And then um, Victor Rivera had to defend his belt that night against Pampiro, and he was he was wasted like really bad. So he they came out and Pampiro put him in the claw like the you know they hyped this match on like TV for like three weeks. Pampiro put him in the claw and pinned him in like ten seconds. And I was like, what a ripoff! And that was the main event, and everybody was throwing things in the ring. And uh, so afterwards, like they didn't have enough security, so like. 
me and my brother actually ran in the ring and did a match, and everybody, some people stayed and watched, and they finally got us out. But we found uh, Victor Rivera's tape, and he wrote on it, on the tape, on his wrist tape, sorry, been drinking, forgot, next time. So I, I guess he got so loaded, he, he, uh, he had to write it on his tape and show the guy, or somebody else probably wrote it. Because he could barely stand, it was it was actually quite an, quite quite amusing. Jeez, it's horrible. So, uh, how did you guys end up going to Mexico? To Mexico, well, we actually we like made some connections through like WPW, and um, these guys would like he Mar- Martin actually at one time had like WPW was like really big at one time, like really mm-hmm. big. Like our first show we ever did for them. Um, Vampiro was there, and they had like 700 people at the marketplace. And we thought, wow, I wonder if it's like this every. We didn't know like Vampiro was like a big star. We just met him. He had glasses on. We we thought he was the guy that put the ring up, because it was like our second match or third match. So, um, but Martin would get these guys to come down from from different places in Mexico, and then um, after they they'd come down and see us for a while, they they'd say, oh, I like you. I'd like to bring you guys out. So they they brought us to Mexicali, and uh, we did such a good job as Rudos there. We actually uh, we had to get escorted back to the border because people were waiting outside with broken bottles, like the fans. They wouldn't leave. It was it was actually pretty pretty scary, but kind of like you know a good feeling at the same time. Because were, were you guys as the Ballards or were you Rojo Locos? No, we we were Rojo Locos. Minus the masks, though. Wow. But it, it was so it was Martin pretty neat. got you guys down there. Um, are there any matches that that took place, you know, south of the border that, you know, that have stuck into your head? And do you have them on tape? I I don't have any of them on tape, but we we did wrestle. Um, uh, see, I wish my my brother he's always better at, at remembering the names. And it was like an Angel Minzaharo, or it was like some AAA guys. That that um, Mexicali was using it was like their big stars, and then there was like Balo de Plata, I think, and one other guy, and um, they didn't think like uh, like we, we were actually the the main event, um, and they never heard of us, and they thought, oh, these guys can't wrestle, you know, we're not going to do much. But then when we started working things up, like we learned to speak Spanish, so we could start, we could call the moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Spanish, because that's what we were, I mean, like, the first two years or three years, all we did was Lucha Libre. So once we, um, we started talking to them, they were like, oh, these guys, these guys are all right. So we, um, we just, we had, like, we just went out and we just, we gave it our all. It was like 105 in a dry heat outside with the wind blowing and, and it's all like dirt road. So the, you know, it was really dirty and dusty, but, um, we just, we, I remember we just, like, it was one of those matches where we just, you know, it was nonstop action, and, um, and those guys bled for us. And I was like, I'd never seen anybody bleed that much in my life. But nobody's got it on tape, unfortunately. But that, that one, that was good because actually fans ran in the ring, and we had to literally, like, uh, me and my brother had to stand back to back, and just whenever people would get in the ring, we, like, they would even help us. Like, even the the the, uh, the faces there, they would um, they would. You know, like when someone ran the ring, they would try to tackle it. But it, it was getting so bad that we ended up um, having to go home early because it, the fans were just 
getting too crazy. And then we, they, one of them had the brilliant idea that we should rip their mask off for the finish, and that uh, after that it was, uh, it was all over. Oh jeez. <laughs> we had hey, that kid. That's heat. That's yeah. heat. <laughs> that's heat. That's something you you really don't get anymore. I know. <coughs> and and that's one thing. Like a lot of times, like um, like I think there's like there's like really like good good tag teams out there, but it's like. Like especially like when we were PWG, it's like there's there's that style that that they have, but there's really no one's really hated. So like when when we would um like when we would go there, we would still do the the you know the old school way of actually like trying to draw heat, and it, it kind of hurt us in a way because they want us. I mean, we're trying to follow like people that have been getting dropped on their head five or six times, and we're actually you know trying to have a uh, you know, a match that tells a story, but the fans got accustomed to seeing the, you know, the the stiff shots. And the, I mean, we could we could throw stiff shots if we want, but it's like um, they got accustomed to that. So it's like like we really we we've never really been over on the internet. So that that kind of harmed us as far as like like getting into or, or staying with like PWG and and maybe going to Ring of Honor and, and that sort of thing. Well, as as far as I'm concerned, PWG is the exception to the rule. Um, I honestly don't don't count what they do. I mean, it's it's completely different, and it, it's not my thing. Um, I, I prefer a good old fashioned thirty minute tag team match. You know, uh, Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, type. I mean, we, you we know, pretty I mean, much base a lot of our stuff. I mean, we don't like copy them, but I mean, we base a lot of our our thinking on on the Midnight Express. Well, you know, there's there's not a better team to look up to. Right. Um, now, what was your favorite combination, Bobby and Stan or Bobby and Dennis? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Bobby and Dennis. I I thought Bobby and Stan, I I thought they had better moves and and but but like when I was younger, Bobby and Stan were. But as I got older and, and into the business, um, Bobby and Dennis because they just they were like heat magnets. I mean, they and and they once they put the heat on, it was like that. That's when like you're like, wow, you know, it's like you actually, no, even if you didn't like the guy they were wrestling, you actually got behind him, and we're like, wow, I, I, you know, I hope, I, I, I hope this guy, uh, you know, I hope, I hope they get back at him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. See, the the Bobby and Stan were 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 more flashy, and you know they were better uh as far as doing the quote unquote moves but Dennis and Bobby had just the heat they 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 had that knack to get the fans right. to want to kill them and plus yeah. they drew money i mean they drew yeah. fucking money you know but what about those old um the uh the uh, skywalker days when uh, those guys would well wow. i know Bobby Bobby would have to take that uh, that bump off the uh, scaffold when they went on tour mm-hmm. pretty much every night did you and get a chance the, to see the 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 skyscraper match at the forum? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Actually, I was there. There you go. I was. At, I saw uh, the one up here, the one up here in Northern California. I saw the one up here. That was insane. Yeah. That's yeah. Just nuts. like once that music hit, like. It's like yeah. And they would like <laughs> strut. They would like. I mean, they would. They would have that strut. Would be going along with the music. Yeah, lot, well, you, of... you 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 mentioned the theme, 
Now the themes used by another one of my one of my favorite independent tag teams, the back the backseat boys. Ah, the backseat um, boys. We've we've had some history with those guys. You uh you had a match on the East Coast for CZW, and you had one out here in the West Coast, I think, for Epic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what any stories about those matches? And then I'll yeah, give you well, my opinions after. Actually, like the the first match, um, uh, we were wrestling him uh, when we wrestled him the CZW. We were actually wrestling for um, Nova's brother, Donnie B. He had a, a league called uh, Phoenix Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. which was a pretty big. It was it was growing, and they had like a TV they, in, in New Jersey. They had TV out there, so they were building like because there used to be this website called Woo Wrestling. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Oh yes. And they had, like, you know, who is the best tag team? And, and our name got thrown in the hat with, like, uh, uh, the Backseat Boys and, like, several other teams. And it was, like, it was just a landslide. I mean, it's, like, it, uh, it was us and them, like, neck and neck. Like, uh, the, the the bars went all the way to the end, and all the other teams had, like, like tiny, tiny Two. little bars. And it yeah. was, like, they'd be ahead by, like, 30 votes, and then all of a sudden... The next day I check it, we'd be ahead by 15. It was like back and forth. And then before they announced the winner, the website actually crashed and shut down. So there was really no, nobody knew who actually really legit won. I think we did, but, you know, they'll probably think they did. So um, they, uh, uh, the, Donnie B wanted to use that um, to his advantage, so we were, we were sending him um, interviews every week we'd tape an interview like like at her house and um we'd send it to them and they'd put it on their tv show and they were hyping this match for a long time well then we we ended up talking to um danzig at uh at or zandig at, at, at czw and he said yeah i want to i want to bring you guys out um i want to put you up against these these other brothers or um we, we, they, they were called like midnight something but it was a briscoes do you remember mm-hmm. what name the midnight outlaws yeah yeah and outlaws, he said yeah. that they they had to do that because one of them was underage. Right. So we we're like, like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll come out there. So the, he sent us the uh, the plane ticket, and we um, we went out there. We get there, and we find out we're wrestling the backseat boys, and we're like, wow, we can't do that. We've been, you know, in two weeks from now, we're gonna be up in in um, New Jersey, like wrestling them, and we've been hyping this match. You know, we can't do it. And he's like, he's like, well, no, you you got to do it because um. Um, uh, Trinacid, he's not going to be uh, re- able to, to do that match anyway, and he really wanted to wrestle you guys. So then they talked to us, and they're like, yeah, we want to do it. And what really happened was, I guess, like, Nova had taken the moves that the Backseat Boys did and was using them down in L.A. and UPW when he was teaming with Frankie. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think Frankie knew. Uh, he, he didn't have a clue that, that he was doing that. And they, we sent them a tape that had all their moves on it, and they saw that that... Their moves were being used by by these by Nova, so they wanted to get back at Nova because they were mad. So they that's why they they had this thing with CZW. So, needless to say, the match was great. But um, in the in the very first minute of the match, um, Trinacid did a a, a crossbody off the top, and I caught him, and my bottom teeth went through my lip, kind of like the Mick Foley thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole match, I was just spitting blood. It was like it was really uncomfortable. But I finished it, and I, I thought that one was good. I thought that one was a lot better than the the epic one. And that's because my brother actually got knocked silly with a drop kick, 
and was out for half the match. And, and at the, I mean, legit, you know, like it was the uh, the leapfrog drop kick that they do. Mm-hmm. And I guess he didn't turn his head, and he got caught right on the chin. So he was loopy for a while. But, yeah, needless to say, there was a big war between, like, um, like once we got home, I had, like, nine messages from Nova and Donnie B screaming at me, going, how could you do this to us? Why, you know, why... Why did you do this? We, you know, we've been setting this up for, for you know, for months, and 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 you went and blew it. I don't even know if I'm going to bring you guys out now, but they ended up doing it. But they called up Zandig and and screamed at him and said the Ballers are never going to wrestle for you guys again. So that was another one where we we chose Phoenix Championship Wrestling, and two or three shows later they closed down and CZW still going because CZW wanted to to use us. They wanted to, to us to be at every show, but. And uh, we, once again, we made a bad decision. But I had fun, and in, in, you know, for the record, I did have fun in Phoenix Championship Wrestling. It was very, very enjoyable there. If you're listening, well, yeah, that, I'm I'm kind of surprised that 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 Phoenix died. They they were they were something different, and their TV was different. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, that was pretty funny. We did one one skit. We were in Atlantic City. And they just brought their cameras, and they just let us go. And we had this whole thing that was just on the fly, and it took up, like, two or three of their shows, where it was just us in Atlantic City. Like, you know, it it was pretty funny. Okay. Well, we're going to, uh, we're going to start talking about stuff up here um, in Northern California. Uh, how did you guys get hooked up with Kirk White, Big Time Wrestling? Kirk White, uh that's another funny story. We actually, this was one decision that we made that actually has been a good decision. Where, uh, and sometimes I just I go on these long tangents. So if I do, just stop me. But uh, <laughs> we were with a- APW for a long time, and I mean, we a- they would say that you know Kirk White, you know they they didn't have anything good to say about him really. So we believed him, thinking, oh, this guy Kirk White is a bad guy. And then there's this whole thing with APW that happened with the, me and Melissa, and that's that's a whole show in itself, right there, um, where we they started not using us anymore because they were just using her, and you know, there's there's a, a lot behind that. But so we were we were like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this to us. So we went and called Kirk White and said, Hey, do you, do you want to book us? We'll come up there, and he did, and he really took care of us. I mean, he put us up in the Marriott. And uh, paid us really well, and uh, the fans really took on to us as heels. So he asked us to keep coming back, and you know, we've been steady with him. We haven't missed a show for him since that day. Kirk is is an anomaly. Yeah, a- an honest promoter, and yeah, yeah you know, actually... I-, I don't understand how Roland from APW could bury Kirk. Yeah. It should be the other way around. <laughs> but the, well, we, we still get along with Roland. We're not going to bury. I, I have my own personal stuff with Roland, but we're not yeah. going to. We're not going to get into that. But Roland is is having health issues. So if you're listening out there, brother, get well. Um. <clears throat> so you you were doing you've been doing your thing with with Kirk, um, working with you know pretty much everybody on the roster. Uh, uh-huh. Dash Riprock, Jason Styles, Wildstorm, pretty much everybody. And whose idea was it for 
you two to split up as a team up here in big time? I think it was it was either Kirk's or it might have been Jason or um, that Ryan Von Cool because he's been doing um, a lot of the booking. It was it was one of their ideas. It may have been Kirk's, but I, did you see the match we had against each other? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, uh-uh. was, uh, no no punches were pulled. There was there was no stomping on anything. It was basically like we took, you know, uh, probably. 30 years of aggression out on each other that night. Hmm. But no one, no. The, the strange thing is, I, I figured there'd be, there might have been a lot of hype on that one, but there really wasn't. It was like it wasn't. There was not a lot of internet reaction. It wasn't like well, when the Briscoes in the Briscoe spot. Well, you got to understand. You got to understand though. At that time, it was a dead period up here. Uh, so it, you know. I'm not going to say it was because of the the, the work that you guys did. I'm saying timing. Because uh, at that time, it was really dead up here. Unlike now, we're in the, we're in the renaissance now. Um, back then, you know, there just wasn't anything going. Right. You know, now there's, you know, upwards of nine companies running. Yeah, yeah, there's actually Northern you know, California. It's getting really big. Like uh, Bob City and... Um, and uh, was that big league wrestling? Big league up in Roner Park, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you been contacted uh, to come in and work for Fog City? Um, no, not yet. I was actually I was, I was talking to Nikki, uh, New York Nikki, mm-hmm. and um, she was saying she was going to talk to them and and you know tell them that that uh, you know if they wanted to use us. Well, uh, Fog City, they're friends of mine and they're also a sponsor of my show and they are listening, so you can tell them yourself. Yeah, book, book us. Book us. Give me a call. <laughs> there you go. You got my number. <laughs> there you go. The yeah, powers would be at Fog City. Uh, if you if you need a Ballard phone number, hit me up. You know where to find yeah. it. And, and they're, so, um, they're up like more like San Francisco area, right? They are San Francisco, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because we like we, we we try not to to piggyback too much. Like if we if we do a show for Kirk, mm-hmm. unless he 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 tells you know he wants us to like. We usually don't piggyback because a lot of times Kirk will really take care of us, and it's like we feel bad that it's like he'll do that, and then somebody else will, will get like us on his dime. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, um, uh, I don't think they actually even run the same weekend, do they? Fog City and BTW. Not that I know of, no. Well, because Kirk runs every other. Right, every and, other. Uh, yeah, and Fog City is taking a couple months off, so their next show is July 5th, and the show after that I think is August 27th, if I remember right, but it's August, so it looks yeah, like they're going back to monthly. Who, uh, what kind of, uh, who do they have as far as tag teams out there? Tag teams? Uh, they have uh, the Reno Scum. Okay. Uh, which... If you haven't anybody heard of them or seen them, they've got the Freebird thing going on, and that's oh, all I've right. got to say. <laughs> They're really, really, really good heels. Um, they really haven't gotten too big into tag teams. Uh, they're focusing more on on the upper card. Um, you know, they're they're still growing, right. so you know they're they're still learning and they're still putting their stuff together. Um, from what I hear, though, through the grapevine, they're going to start up. 
more of the tag team division. So okay, I think there's the uh, Suburban Commandos. I, I think are out there too. Yeah, they were. Who did they work last time? They uh, they got their asses handed to them by Olafa, the Samoan tank. Oh, <laughs> big dude. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen him. He's a very large gentleman. He's a big guy. He'll be on our show on the third. So yeah, Olafa's a good guy. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're uh, they they decided to Foxy decided to to start with the the upper card first, the main event stuff first, and then you know they're also doing more of the women like the Nikki New York Knockout Nikki. She's uh-huh. the uh, first lady of Fog City, so they're building the division around her. And from what I hear, they're going to start doing the tag team stuff. So you might want to throw your name in the hat. And, All right. You know. You know. Plus, uh, Fog City runs a really tight ship, and it's I've I've never seen a show run as smooth as as they have. And uh-huh. I'm not putting them over because you know they're my sponsor, and my friends. It's right. that's a shoot. I mean that that's the way it is. And well, yeah, that's, 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 what, that's what wrestling needs. Uh, I've been on on shows where it's like they don't even have the lineup. Uh, it's like so you don't even know who's wrestling when or, or what time you go out there. You're like, hey, uh, uh, when when am I out? Because uh, I don't even know who I'm wrestling yet. It, it's been there's been some really bad ones. Well, you know, it's independent wrestling, brother. It's you know, it's hit and miss. You know, but. You know, we we are blessed up here. You know, where where the companies. I mean, not everybody gets along, but the you know the companies are ran properly. And okay. you know, what more can you ask? Shit. I mean, you're you're from you're in SoCal, man. You've you've seen, you know, the 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 stuff that could happen down there. Um, yeah. Let's get into Jeff some uh, type ship down down there in SoCal. Well, I'm Jeff, put, Jeff's put, a professional. Putting, yeah, I'm putting Jeff over. There you go. He, he he does good. We we enjoy working for him. He's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. You know, he he takes care of me. You know, he's not just my sponsor. I can, you know, Jeff's a friend of mine too. So, uh, he's a good dude. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going to talk about some uh some stuff you did in SoCal. Um you've worked for BART, AWS. Um what what do you think of BART's promotion? And um, what were your favorite matches working for Bart? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, well, the actually the last one we just did. It was, oh, that was uh, a TLC, wasn't it? Um, well, it, it it ended up being a cage match. It wasn't supposed to be, but it was the most recent one. It was actually I think it was last uh, Sun. It was just this past Sunday. It was us oh, okay. and Scorpio cool. Sky and Little Cello. And um, the Cutlers and the Young Bucks, and it was actually it was Peloto versus Shamu Jr. in a cage match for the main event. But they ended up leaving early. I mean, they le- they had to leave early, so we ended up doing the the cage gimmick at the end. Did you watch the match um, between those two, Shamu and uh, Peloto? No, I didn't. Oh God, I heard they killed each other. Yeah. Well, what does uh, Peloto did a. Uh, like a a splash off the top from the top of the cage, but it they they it was pretty bloody. But I think uh, it was just so hot that day. It was it was an outdoor show and it was it was like pretty. I think it was just about a hundred degrees that day. Oof. Um. So 
the the blood probably dried really quick because when they came to the back, they 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 weren't as bloody as I thought. But yeah, I, I did hear they kind of tore each other up a little bit. Well, they've been that that's been you know a long program. I mean, they've been yeah. they've been doing shit forever. Um, I do have an email question here for you. Um, what what are your opinions on working B boy and Matrix in CCW as well as the <laughs> dynamics? <laughs> Is that from the dynamics? <laughs> K fay brother. Um, I actually I liked that uh, B boy was a great worker and um, uh, I I don't remember the match. Uh, you know, it, it, like I don't remember a, a whole lot to the match, but um, I, I, I do remember, you know, like we wrestled B Boy in about every combination that he's had. But uh, that that was an enjoyable match, from what I remember. But I have taken a lot of shots to the head. There you go, there you go. Now, um, I, I'd like your honest opinion on. Scott Lost and Joey Ryan as a tag team. Um, I, I think they're really good. I think they uh, they they actually they used to be really spotty, and then when they became a tag team, like we actually one of our last, I think our last PWG match, well before we actually came back as Rojos Locos, um, was against Scott and Joey. We had a really 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 good match. A lot of it was was groundwork, and. Um, they were they were baby face thin, but I, I think they they've turned heel and they've been heel for a while. I, I think they're they're probably better heels. I agree. I agree. Scott, I like I like Joey's I, gimmick. I think I think he's really he's really found a niche with that um, you know his like uh, Miami uh, Miami Vice gimmick, where he's like I mean before he was kind of just like the plain. You know, I mean, Joey Ryan, but there wasn't really a lot to him. And then that, once he came up with that gimmick, it's like, I mean, he really, that guy really shot up to the top. Well, Scott Lost has not gotten the, gotten the internet love that he deserves. Scott, he's a right. fucking awesome talent. He's a yeah, he is. Or heel. He's just uh, a level above. Um, how about T.J. Perkins? T.J. Perkins? Oh, um, what do you think of T.J.? Yeah, we, we, we haven't gotten to... Um, to to work against him a lot. I mean, I, I've seen his matches, but we we actually my, my brother wrestled him in like a, uh, uh, I think it was like a junior heavyweight tournament for UPW maybe like five years ago, and um, then we recently we teamed with Scott and Joey against TJ and uh, like Scorpio Sky and a couple people in AWS, but we we didn't get enough time with him in the ring. I, I'm sure. Oh, and then we did um, wrestle him. And Samoa Joe, and that was the infamous um, kick to the face heard around the world that kicked my tooth right out of my uh, mouth and uh, knocked me uh, unconscious. Samoa Joe. But that match, I don't really remember too much of it, so I can't give you a really good opinion on um, on TJ because uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't up for half the match. Well, the 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 best thing for TJ's career was. Uh, Moving on to to PWG teaming with Hook Bomberry, yeah. um, he's he's a, playing a really really good cowardly heel, and I knew deep down that TJ had it in him, you know because to be honest TJ used to bore the shit out of me, yeah. but then as Puma I loved him as Puma he had all the charisma yeah, in the world I was, as I was Puma. See, what do you think about Puma compared to TJ 
Perkins. Yeah, exactly. But now that now that TJ's doing the heel thing in Gorilla, he's just turning it up to a whole new level. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the stuff he's doing. Um, you know, he's just the top. I would say, he's one as far as singles, there. top five, top five in in Southern California at least. Um, he's just a, an amazing talent. But uh, I, I did see a well, really really good match with him and um, the UK Kid. That was like years ago. That but uh, that, UK that was, Kid. You know, I wonder if that kid has ever gotten a tan. <laughs> no, I he mean, has. I saw. We were actually in England like earlier this year, and, and I saw him. And, you know, he's he's as white as ever. God damn, he looks dead. He's that white. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that kid's got a lot of talent. He's yeah, due to come is. back. You know, he needs to take a vacation and, and come on back. Yeah. You know, I miss seeing him. Yeah, yeah, he was good. We actually got him on a couple Kirk shows and and took him up there. And we took him to a a Stanford game because they were playing. We told him, man, there's going to be all kinds of chicks. There's going to be so many girls here. And it was like booster night or like, you know, like alumni night. And it was nothing but old people. He's like, where are all these birds that you told me about? <laughs> and he didn't understand. We had to ex- try to explain football to him, and he just he didn't understand. <laughs> well... <clears throat> Do you have any uh, any stories of of your matches with uh, uh, Quicksilver and a good close friend of the show, Scorpio Sky? Scorpio Sky, yeah, our first PWG match, um, their first show. We actually we were booked on a Kirk White show, and he had he had two shows. He had a Friday and a Saturday. PWG had a Saturday mor- um, sh- show in the morning, so we did Kirk's show uh, that night, and then. Um, Drove pretty much all night, made it to the PWG show, um, and then wrestled him. We had a fantastic match. That, that had to have been like in our top five matches because we had never worked with them before, and I, I never even really got to see a lot of their stuff. So we, we were, it was like one of those things where it's just two teams just clicked like right away. That's kind of how we were with the, with the Bucks, too. It's like we just it, it's sometimes you just click with them right away without even knowing what they do. And and that that was one of those matches. To yeah. where I figured Scorpio you know, we're gonna be so tired, we're not gonna be able to do much, but no, it was it was it was really good. Since Scorpio's lost his mask, he's just brought shit up to a whole new level. Um did you uh happen to get a chance to stick your head out of the curtain? And uh, watch Scorpio's match with Adam Pierce at the last SoCal Pro Show. No, I I I didn't I didn't get to see that one. I, I heard that they really they went old school, but it and it made it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I heard that they just tore it up, and and I have the feeling that uh that uh I'm my show we're gonna put the screws to it. We're gonna uh, make that you know match of the year. Um, and I'm not saying that because Jeff's a friend of mine, uh-huh. or Adam, or Scorp. I'm just—I mean, I heard from many different people that they just tore it up, and you know, we're gonna—we're gonna put the screws behind that match. Just uh, to, hey, Jeff, if you're listening, give give me a copy of the last show, the DVD. <laughs> You'll have to wait a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting my copy first. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I'm closer than you are. <laughs> oh. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe he could uh, 
instead of giving you an envelope, he could put the put your pay yeah, inside a DVD case. That that would be very nice. <laughs> Hear that, Jeff? I know you're listening, brother. I'm waiting for this text message to come. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening, remember Ballard's first man. We're we're your champs. You, you got to take care of your champs. There you go. <laughs> well, um, let's let's uh, let's talk about Raisha Saeed um, of TNA. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Melissa? Uh, uh, well, uh, okay. Well, uh, you. I don't know if you know the history. We had actually dated for a couple of years. And we kind of brought her in. Like, she was training, but we brought her in. And that's where the thing with us in the NCW was bad. Uh, uh, she was, uh, you know, somebody up there liked her and knew that we were together. So he made sure that we weren't booked on the, on shows so that she could still go up there and then he could end up getting with her. Um, her as a wrestler, I think she's, She's phenomenal. She's she's a great talent. I, I I think she's probably one of the best female wrestlers uh, on the planet. Uh, attitude wise, I think you know. Um, I just think she just seems miserable all the time. I think she uh, you know she just is you know every time I've seen her personally, she's she's had you know there's there's like just no charisma. It's like I don't know what it is. It's like maybe she's just too into the Japanese style to you know, and, and she's not really into the the give and take anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the last meeting, uh, you know, like the last time I I spoke with her, it just it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen her for a long time, and I figured, well, she, you know, like I got her booked on like some WWE stuff, and she never even called me and thanked me for it. So I kind of held a grudge against her for a, a long time, and then I said, told myself, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna hate anybody anymore. Besides Steve Carino and C.W. Anderson, I, I don't really hate anybody. But uh, then last time I saw her, it was at that BTW Fan Fest, and she, she was mm-hmm. so rude to me. And, and I was like, it's like I, I was like, you know, her friend, and, and uh, you know, I helped got her where she was at. If it wasn't for me, she, you know, she probably still, be, she, you know, she had moved to Oregon with her dad or something. So it's like, I'm not saying she owes me a whole lot, but all I'm saying is that when I do see her, she should at least respect me and and you know come up to me and say hello and and how you doing rather than ignoring me and just you know she just she, she gave me attitude and I didn't like it that's all then I went off and wow. told uh I was with uh, uh well of course I always talked to Frankie cuz uh, do you know we were in a band me and Frankie but you didn't know that no, I didn't know that no yeah synthetic mary he plays the bass I play guitar oh rock on brother yeah we actually cool. got a, a CD that's uh, just about finished, so you will, you will get it. Jeff might get Tremendous. one first if he gets me a DVD before you. But <laughs> otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll still shoot shoot you up one. We sound kind of like a heavier version of maybe Smashing Pumpkins. Well, I'm going to read this text message that I just got from Jeff. It says Ballard over KZ. Sorry, veterans first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you know what it is? Is my on the board in the back, it just it, it said Ballard, and then my name was circled. So that meant, you know, that meant I was going yeah. over. On going you. over. Well, and you yeah. know what though, I I don't have a problem with putting anybody over. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, you know what, me neither. 
<laughs> yeah, if I put some people over that I just, you know, never thought I would in my life, but there you go. Well, we're going to uh, get into some of your international stuff. Um All right. See, I saw I saw the Z- the zero one match with uh, you guys and the SAT. Uh-huh. And what, what do you think of the SAT? I mean, they've gotten a bad rap for being spot monkeys and all this and that. But I, I, I like them. I enjoy their work. Um, yeah, what I, do you I think, think of the innovative team? That, you know, that I mean, people have stolen so many other moves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, they're, they're, I've never, like, seen anybody more innovative than those guys. I mean, they're always coming up with stuff. Yeah, I don't. Are they still wrestling now? It's like I haven't spoken. Oh yeah, we're actually good friends for a while, like us and them and Red, and uh, uh, you know we 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 really you know got close in uh, in Japan because you know it was their first time, it was our first time, so it was like you know it was uh, it was one of those where it was like us and AJ Styles and uh, Alcatraz were kind of like the end, and low key were all kind of stuck together while everybody else kind of did their own thing. I don't think the uh, um, like Carino and those guys weren't too too thrilled about it, but I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. They uh, a few months ago they were in they were in Dragon Gate, which uh, oh. I think uh, I think that they would they're they're a perfect fit for Dragon Gate that 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 style. Yeah. Um, have you guys gotten any feelers from from Dragon Gate at all? No, no, we haven't. But but we're hoping the um, the Young Bucks put in a uh, you know a good word for us because they are do- I guess they are doing a show here in uh, in L.A. September. Um, so, yeah, and so um, I know the Bucks are going back in like three weeks. So they they said that um, that. The way that when when we wrestle the Bucks, the matches we have are, are are just as good, and it's the same exact style as what what they're doing there. So they they don't see how we couldn't be a good fit in there. And and that that's where like if we were to do a um, you know a Japanese fet, I think I mean that's the one that would be ta- more tailor made for us rather than like you know a uh, well there's no more zero one, but r- rather than where they want to see like really hard-hitting action. It's like, I mean, we're more like, uh, you know, kind of like the uh, uh, the late, like like maybe like 99, 2000 era of uh, like WWE when the tag teams were, were, I mean, they were spotty, but they made sense. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where, you know, I, I think we fit right in. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Um, and obviously the, the powers that be in Dragon Gate have seen your footage. Uh, because I'm I'm pretty sure that the DVDs that the Young Bucks sent over had at least one match with you guys. Oh so. yeah, for sure. So you know, <clears throat> but now, uh, yeah, hey, I think, think you guys would be a good fit a, for. Sure, try a question here. What do you think? Because sure. I'm I'm tempted. I'm really tempted to go back to the old hockey gimmick we used to have. Now I'm thinking, what do you think is a better fit for us? And if there's any fans out there who are, are listening, uh, I'd like your opinion too, because it's like I'm really stuck in the middle. I mean, I, I worked really hard, um, naturally, not like a lot of other people, but naturally to get 
my body the way it is and my brother well he's halfway there right now <laughs> but um but it's like i just thought we like cuz we'd played hockey all, all our life it was kind of like a an homage to that and we brought it into wrestling and then now we're more going off of the name that we created where it's the Ballard brothers and we we do our stuff but i'm just wondering like what you think is a better fit for us oh i loved loved the slapshot gimmick i <laughs> loved it oh i loved it oh especially his heels with those sticks yeah Good stuff <clears throat> hear that jeff we want to <laughs> Who want to book the uh, the slapshot ballards <laughs> instead of the uh, Canadian uh, biker short guys? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys definitely lot, lot need to go back actually, to that. Yeah, a lot of workers say I should go back to the hockey thing. Actually, you know what I'm thinking of doing? What what I think would would be over, and, and it might work for TNA. Um, I want to figure out. You know how they have those like Healy skate or Healy? They're like the shoes with the wheels on them. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if there's any way we could get, because I remember when the goon used to come out, he used to, they used to make him wear those things. I don't know how he didn't turn or break an ankle with those things. But I, I wanted to get to something to where it's like when they whipped us off the rope, we could skate off the rope. That would rule. It would. <laughs> that would be pretty pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I, I contacted the Healy company, and they, they haven't gotten back with me. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm trying to figure out how I could do it. Um, without ruining the canvas, it's like it's a, it's a big. Pr- Even if it was just like for the entrance, entrance to come out with the skates and then take take the wheels off and then do the regular match, it would still be pretty awesome. Now uh, we we were discussing uh, the Maximos in Dragon Gate. Um, the show was called Dragon Gate Infinity '78 Wrestle Jam Third Season Special, uh, January 16th, 08, and they were. Working newly new TNA stars, new rookie Doi and Masato Yoshino. Oh. So yeah, that was really good stuff. Yeah, um, I I knew I had the ma- the match here. So going through yeah, my my list. were good. Like I would I would say like I mean there's so many teams like as far as like teams we've wrestled the most. I mean it, N- Native Blood, all versions of them is number mm-hmm. one, and then Bushwhackers are number two. We probably wrestled those guys. I'd say in the high double digits. Um, and then, like, as far as, like, just great chemistry goes, like, the uh, the Young Bucks, the SATs, uh, the Backseat Boys, and um, now, like, the, the Cutler Brothers as well, um, and NES, it's just, like, that's a great... It, it's just one of those things where we'll never have a bad match. It's almost like when we wrestle with Frankie, like, we never had a bad match. It could be him and, and any partner. It's like those are like the the some of the teams that just you know no, no matter how how we feel or how hurt we are, it's like you know we we know we're going to tear the house down wrestling any of those guys. I would love to wrestle the Briscoes. I've, we've never wrestled oh, yeah. them. And I, I'd love to to do that. So someone needs to set that up. Yes, the Briscoes I think would be one. Um, I'm I'm going through some uh, DVDs that I have here, and there's a company out of Vegas called Adrenaline Unleashed oh, for yeah, Wrestling. Uh-huh. I, I have their Surge TV episodes one and two, and on the second episode, which aired July 11th, 07, the main event are you guys against Frankie Kazarian and Randy Rocket. 
what otherwise known as I think Johnny Goodtime. I might yeah. be wrong, but no, that's correct. Uh, what What are your uh, memories of working in that six sided ring in that parking lot? <laughs> Actually, it was it was a uh, uh, it was a big like skate festival show, and, and it was kind of like around like they had a, a big stage and bands playing and. Um, we actually we got a lot of heat. Like we actually went out and we cut like a great promo on the kids cutting the wrists and cutting themselves and why they hate their parents so much and why they're wearing black when it's a hundred degrees. And they they stuck around an hour and a half. They didn't go and see the band to see that match. And we delivered. We went into the crowd. Uh, I think uh, Johnny Goodtime actually backdropped me over the guardrail and I took the bump onto the cement. I don't know why, but I did it. Um, and uh, uh, then people started throwing stuff at me, and then it, it was like the the ring got littered, kind of like uh, uh, well, not as bad as that that chair gimmick that uh, Terry Funk did, but it's like I don't know if that was on the DVD. But at the end, we we came back out, and they just um, they like just you know threw everything they could at us. But match wise, it was it was uh, it, it was really good. It was really hot that day, I remember, and we had already wrestled like I think twice. And uh, um, but uh, we were happy to do that one because it was with Frankie and uh, and Kevin, uh, Johnny, good time, Randy Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. the man of a thousand gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like Rock, Rock and Randy Rocket. I thought that was uh, uh, I just I didn't think that that didn't fit him at all. Dave Marquez and his bright ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I I mentioned Dave. Um, What's what's your relationship with uh, Mr. Marquez and the NWA? Um, well, we've done some stuff for them, but it's basically now it's kind of like a just hi, how you doing? Uh, you know, doing well? Okay, good. What do you got going? Oh, I got this. What do you got going? Oh, I got that. Okay, nice talking to you. That's kind of what it, it came down to. But we were never re- really tight with Dave. We don't have anything against him, and I don't know if he's got anything against us. But uh, I mean, we were never close. We we never spoke that often. Oh, okay. Well, no. I'm saying is is uh, in other words, are there chances you know that you would be able to you know work more more NWA shots or anything? Um. Yeah. I mean, we we would do it if if he would he would book. So we, I mean, we right. That, that's him to better getting booked. Vegas shows, but I just I don't think he sees us as like uh as like you know a fit for the NWA. Um, mm. NWA. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. I I don't think he's. I mean, he doesn't think that we're like you know uh, handsome enough for uh, for TV. We're probably not, but uh, you know. Um, <laughs> but we can work. So. Well, you know, to be to be honest, I I'm not gonna put you over because you're on the show or or you're one of my favorite tag teams ever. Oh, um, right. I think that you you guys would be a good fit. As NWA World Tag Team Champions, I, I would because, love that. I mean, to follow because you can, you guys it. can work babyface heel. You can work with anybody. You can do the right. lucha. You could do, you know, pretty much anything. And you guys are that well rounded. I think you guys would make good champions. I, I agree. Um, I agree hundred percent. You know, I mean, and, and I, I kind of saw that, like, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that because you're on the air. I, I'm, you know, that's that's a shoot. That's that's honest because I, I, that's what makes Pierce such a great champion. He can work with anybody. Right. Um. What What are your feelings on Adam? 
Uh, Adam's great. We we had uh, uh, in UPW when when um, I was actually running the, um, the 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 light shows. I had uh, a little feud going with Adam. It, it really like every time you're in the ring with them, it's like you learn something new. It's kind of like working with Daniels. Like any time you're mm-hmm. in with Daniels, I mean, it's it's basically you're getting a lesson in wrestling, uh, and and you're getting paid for it. So so it's like um, Pierce is the same way. It's like yeah, he he does. He does things the, the old-fashioned way, but he, he adds a new twist to them. And it's like, like I don't know how he does it, but it's like, like us and the Young Bucks could go out there right before him, and we could do like, you know, a million things. Not saying we're spotty, but I mean, we just will tear the house down. And he'll go out there and do a quarter of what we did and get the same reaction or even sometimes even even more of a reaction from the crowd. So it's like I mean I I, I um, you know I admire that as, as a you know as, as a wrestler. To me, I always tell like when I I, I teach our students, I I always tell them I was like you know um, any wrestler can have a good match with a good wrestler, but I mean it, it's when you carry the match and when you when you get the crowd so so heated and angry with you, or it doesn't matter who you're in there with. It's like like they the, the match is you know pe- people will enjoy the match i mean that that's what makes a good wrestler not someone who could go in there with like like a daniels and and you know like like have a good match with him i mean cuz anyone could do that but when you go in there like Adam Pierce can go in there with anybody i mean he could take someone who's just starting like um Ricky Mandel's very good but he took that match and that was one of those where it's like you did not know who was going to win that match. It was it reminded exactly. me of the old Ric Flair days where it's like, is this going to mm-hmm. be Ricky's first uh, first win? And it just like he he made he made you believe even the boys in the back he made him believe that maybe Ricky was going to actually you know pull a fast one and get the title that night. Mm-hmm. I knew the result of the match. I knew how it was going to be booked. I knew everything when they put it together. When Jeff put it together and. Still, when I got the DVD and I watched the match, I was still hooked. Yeah. Adam hooked me. And I can't, every single show when I'm plugging uh, WrestleWarehouse.com, cheap plug, Jeff, I always, I constantly put over every single show from this year, SoCal Pro. Just, I mean, not even just, not even the Ballard matches, not even the SoCal Crazy matches, not Chimera, just to see Adam. His yeah. work in San Diego has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he brings it. He doesn't. He doesn't come in and and dial it in, you know. And that, that's I. I never. I've never done that. And I. I a lot of times I see, uh, you know, um, like indie veterans. Go. Hardly anybody here tonight. You know, we're gonna do little or nothing, or we're gonna walk and talk. It's. I've never been like that. To to me, it's like if there's like you know. Ten people out there. I mean, they they paid like you know, they paid good money to to watch a wrestling show. I wanna I wanna give them you know every cent that that they uh, that they, I mean I want I want my match to be worth what they paid for alone. And and it's like he he I think has the same same mentality where it's like you know a lot of times you see these people where they don't they don't want to do anything. But to me, it's like I'm I believe more in the uh, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm for the, the, the art form. I'm for the, you know, the, the, 
the good, you know, the benefit of wrestling. It's like I want to, I want people to come there and say, oh wow, that was that was great. You know, I I I enjoyed that match. Not ah oh, well, you know, there was no one here, so they really didn't do much of anything. There you go. Well, uh, you you mentioned uh, an up and coming. Uh, up and coming star in uh, the San Diego scene and Ricky Mandel. Um, what w- Ricky is one of the most humblest, most humble kids I've ever met. Yeah. And uh, what what are your feelings on Ricky? Uh, well, we we trained Ricky. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh huh. Yeah, I knew we that. Trained, yeah. We trained. He's he's always been like. I mean, he was like a a yes sir, no sir. Um, I mean, he never like like spoke up he never tried to like once he was better than people he didn't try and and say well this is how how it's supposed to be done i mean he he still if he were to go there i mean even though he's got tons of matches under his belt he's still like a yes sir no sir guy he's he's very nice like whenever we would take him like we took him um uh, got him booked on a couple of shows i mean he would write me an email thanking me for you know for it or give me a card thanking thanking me it's like um he's one of the the good kids like wrestling sometimes changes people to where it's like i mean because I, I i could just I, I could go down a list of people that that i've trained personally that wrestling changed their life for the worse but ricky is, is still a humble nice kid and, and i don't think he'll ever change like no matter how big he gets i mean if, if he makes it to tna or wwe he'll still be the same kid you know he was when he uh, first came to class yeah, he's. I, I can't say enough enough good things about Ricky, and you know the sky's the limit for that kid. Yeah, you yeah, know he's, he's he's got a bright future. He's got all the Plus talent. He's got in the that world. old school, like he's almost got the old school '80s jobber look, but he's also mm-hmm. got a bit of the uh, you know kind of like the uh, the edge type look where he could also be like you know a, a star. He he could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's a good thing, like he, like you know. I loved 80s jobbers. Oh, they were the best, man. <laughs> you know, most important guys on the card. Yeah, yeah, I remember poor Ken Jugan. Or, or what about the Mulkies? Remember the Mulkies? Oh, everybody and their mother wanted to work with them. Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw one of them uh, get hit with uh, Nikita Koloff, gave him that Russian sickle, and he did a backflip. First time I've ever seen it, did a legit backflip. And it was on that when when they would play it would be like N W N go da na 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 na. Remember that that uh, it was on oh, yeah. WTBS. And, oh yeah. Uh, and that would always be in the uh, in the opening credits right there. <laughs> I seen him actually take a backdrop and land on his stomach. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Man. The Mulkies no are fun. like I mean. They were like the first like yeah I mean they were the first Hardy Boys they were like except they just didn't get to win. Yeah. One time they beat the Galaxian <laughs> and they got into the Crockett Cup. God, that was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Man. The good the good stuff. Um we're gonna get into uh your your APW uh stuff. Um my personal favorite match was uh the Snot Brothers from no, it was from the Welcome Back show, uh, which was headlined by Adam Pierce and Michael Modest, uh, where you took on Boyce Legrand and Robert Thompson. Oh, okay. Is that uh, when we won the titles? 
Yeah, that was a tag match. Yeah, tag title match. Um, that was good stuff. Um, what, what do you think of uh, Robert and Boyce? It's a shame that Boyce has disappeared. That kid had so much yeah. potential. Yeah, we actually we they had like a, I think it was like their ten year reunion show, mm-hmm. and uh, us and Daniels and, and AJ did it. Um, and we wrestled the West Side players again. But you know what? The thing that maybe Matt is we never went over on those guys. And you'd figure at the ten year, at so many times that 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 we did that, they could have at least put us over. Not them, but the company could have at least put us over once, but they didn't. But we wrestled. He came back and we did a match there, and he was good. He was just so gassed and tired, he could barely like like move, and he collapsed in the back. But Westside players, we we actually we learned a lot of uh, from from. Being married to those guys in APW, we learned a lot of uh, about like you know, um, slowing it down and and just you know, putting real heat on on, on you know in, in there instead of just doing your moves. So uh, they they were actually like a really good you know like learning learning te- team that we learned off of. Yeah, Robert was brilliant, still is. Yeah. Still is a brilliant worker. You know, he's just, uh, you know, he had a shot to replace Mustafa in the Gangsters in ECW. But oh. he chose not to go to Philly because he had his family here in oh. San Jose. So he decided to stay here. He turned down that slot in ECW. Wow. First family. Did, did, That's did unbelievable. Did you ever see, um, well, you may have saw it, but it was, it was done with Tom Howard. But. There's a, a move where we were up on uh, we were up on Tom Tom Howard's partner is this guy Hank Hill. He was like a power lifter. He was like humongous. He got us up on each shoulder, and Tom Howard jumped off the top rope and gave us a blockbuster off of there. And it was on like uh, the TLC special, and they would always show it because we both got dumped on our heads. But um, Robert Thompson was actually the one that he came up with that. They did it. Him and Boyce did it. But Boyce kind of landed on his head, so they never wanted to do it again. But Robert was super strong. I mean, he actually took us and held us both on each shoulder and walked us to the center of the ring while while Boyce um, did a springboard off the top and gave us both a blockbuster off of there. And then I think Tom may have saw that match and then said, hey, you know, this is a big TV match. You know, can we do it? And I was like, well, I'm I'm not the one to talk to on that one. So I mean, I'm pretty sure they he he took it from them. But but I, I was really amazed. Well, that was that was Boyce's finish was the springboard blockbuster, right? As a single, and right. the the tag move was just awesome. Yeah, but they they actually they added a twist one night where where they, he did it to both of us at the same time, sitting on on, oh. on each shoulder of Robert Thompson. What show was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was. Um, I have the tape, the VHS tape. I could probably send it to you. It was. Uh, it wasn't Lompoc. It was. Um, was it a house show or was it a Jim Wars? No, it was a house show. Mm. Um, I just remember there being like a little ivy. Like one side was kind of like an ivy. Like uh, uh, it was an indoor show, but they had like a little ivy fence type thing there. Um, uh, you know what it could have sure. been it could have been that Lompoc show mm. I, I know I have it it's actually on on our best of uh, like uh, it shows on the best of the Ballard Brothers which isn't a very long tape I don't know why 
Well, <laughs> I don't understand that. It, yeah, well, I, I actually I, I got the um, best of the dynamics tape today, and I put it on. There was nothing on it. <laughs> horrible. That's just that's just plain. I like horrible. the dynamics. I like them. I like you guys. If you're listening, I'm just ribbing you. So, uh, what what was your favorite APW tag match that that you were in? Um, I would say there was one. Um, it was that one where the double blockbuster took place, where we wrestled uh, Westside Players 2000, and uh, we had Melissa with us. Um, oh wait, no, we didn't have her with us on this one. This was the first one she she didn't make, and we just um, we put like a double heat on them. We put heat on one heat on. We probably went about forty-five minutes, but it, it just it, it flowed so well. It reminded me of an old-school like Midnight Express match where it was just like uh, it, it was mostly the match was just mostly heat. But it was a type where it's like he, he would make a false tag and the ref would legit not be looking. And then when the ref would go and push like uh, um, uh, Robert out, we'd pull back Boyce and just start beating him, and the crowd would just go nuts. Who was the referee? Was it Max Marquez? No, it wasn't. It was uh, it was a blonde kid uh, who was um, he wrestled a couple matches. I but I can't. I yeah, cannot I remember. I his can't name. remember his name, but yeah, okay, it wasn't the old man Max. Okay. Yeah, but then like APW, one thing they had like us and the Westside players would always have great matches, and they would really really like push push the Westside players, and then it's like we would have matches with the Snots that were good matches. But then the Westside players would wrestle the snots, and the, the match wouldn't be so good. Um, so then we'd get back to wrestling the snots. And then it was like we were trying to tell, like, you know, the, the powers uh, that be there, hey, you know, why don't you, um, you know, let, let us wrestle more. Like when, when Chris Daniels and somebody comes down, let us wrestle them. Let, I mean, it's like because we were, like, wrestling the snots like every match. I had nothing against them, but it was just like we wanted to – uh, you know, to to prove to them, hey, we could go with anybody. Mm-hmm. But they they never really gave us that chance. Okay, let's see. Um, what are your thoughts of Brian Danielson? And have you ever been in the ring with him? Brian Daniels. Danielson, uh, American Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, we did. We wrestled him in um, at PWG. Him and Samoa Joe. And uh, was I that think the he was, Tango Cat, Tango and Cash, maybe? No, no, not the that one. That was, or was it just? Yeah, match? that was the Samoa Joe kick, kick Shannon Ballard in the, in the oh, face, okay. knocking his tooth out match. That was Tango and Cash. Um, I I got nothing against Samoa Joe. We're still friends, but um, uh, that was the um, uh, I'm not sure. It was it was me, us and Samoa Joe were doing like a. Uh, uh, we were doing an angle, so he'd wrestle uh, like he had him and his, his partner. And I think um, um, Brian was a little uh, he he wasn't sure going in what to expect because he thought, oh well, these guys are going to want to call a whole bunch of things and they want to do spots, but we didn't we didn't call anything. We just went in there and, and and we wrestled, and it's like I didn't think he knew we could actually really wrestle, and um, so we would do like. We did a really, really like brilliant hold the hold series. That that afterwards, I just saw it, um, like he just looked at me and he was like, "Wow, you know, I I didn't think you could go." And we actually, me and my brother were actually real amateur wrestlers. We actually took 
um, uh, the California state title, and we were actually seated like you know ranked number one and number two in, in, in California. We were actually really good amateur wrestlers, but that's a cheap plug on myself. <laughs> Nothing wrong with putting yourself over. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have gone over an hour. It just blew by. Oh, I know it did. I did. Yeah, it's like an hour and twenty. The 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 next time I have you on, I'd I'd like to have you on at the same time with your brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could have done that. I did not. I mean, if we could. Both That's okay. Us, I mean, yeah, we could. We could have done. That. I mean, we were. He was here, and he just left. I was trying to wave him to come in and say something, but you know, he's not too bright that one. <laughs> you know, that, well, I yeah. figure uh, maybe uh, we can do a a roundtable discussion on independent tag team wrestling with uh, with the Ballards and uh, probably the Heartbreak Express from Florida. Yeah, yeah, I know, um, we know, we know them. Yeah, they're good guys. They're friends of yeah. the show. Yeah, really good. Um, guys. Let's uh, let's get the plugs out of the way. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend I'm going to Laughlin. <laughs> Actually, I have no matches this weekend and next weekend. It's like um, uh, we're off, and we're uh, actually um, um, Fourth of July. We're having a huge, uh, huge party. So if you're in town, Ballard's uh, Ballard's house, Fourth of July. It's gonna be big. Can't do we it, brother. Of, uh, I got fog. I got fog city on the fifth. Original fireworks. <laughs> you didn't hear that, right? I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. You didn't hear anything about the uh, illegals we have, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll fabe that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, ne- next show we have is uh, uh, I think it's on the twelfth now, and that's for uh, yes, it is for Jeff SoCal Pro Wrestling. Yes, and then we have um, the week after that we've got three shows. We've got uh, BTW, and then uh, I will be there wrestling, and then something in Bakersfield for I, I don't know the name. Like Gangrel has something to do with it, uh, mm-hmm. and Billy Blade. They're both the same NAW maybe. It's not. What is it? No, not NAW. It's not that. Oh, it's one. not it's NAW. A new league. Yeah, that's out of Florida. That's doing a show in. Vegas. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna say anything. Like Mary Carey or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, brother. So, uh, how could uh, fans contact you or promoters that would like to book you? How can they contact you? Uh, you could either go to our MySpace page, which is a uh, real one, um, which is. Uh, Ballard Brothers. I, I, how do you find me? Just do a search for Ballard Brothers. Is that? Is that yeah, I guess normal? you can. Yeah. Or um, you could uh, email me at J Shan. That's S H A N N twenty three. My uh, hockey number for all you nostalgic fans. At AOL. Yes, AOL dot com. Tremendous. Yeah. All right, Shannon. It was my pleasure to have you on, brother. No, it was my pleasure. Um, this was fun. I was a little nervous going if in. I, uh, if I don't talk to you before, I will see you on the 12th, or not the 12th, the 19th for big time. Oh, okay, great. But uh, great. it was my I pleasure. I didn't bury anybody too much. If we would have went uh, on don't Steve worry Carino about it. And, and C.W. Anderson, I would've, it would have been an hour-long bury fest. But we'll save that for another show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All righty, brother. Well, uh, it was my pleasure, and I will get back to you. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All righty. Thanks for your time, Shannon. You take care, brother. You too. Bye-bye. All righty. That was independent tag team, fuck it, legend Shannon Ballard. 
Uh, wow, we went over two hours. The first hour we had Rob Feinstein from RF Video. Second hour we had Shannon Ballard, um, independent tag team specialist. Jeez, uh, I'm blown up. It's 9.17, and Jessica, my wife, is telling me to get off the phone. So uh, quick plugs, uh, myspace.com backslash rubberguardradio. Um, blogtalkradio.com backslash rubberguardradio for archives and other things at rubberguardradio.com. Um, hit me up. You can even email me, kidzombie2000 at AOL.com. Uh, quick plug for the sponsors, uh, SoCalProWrestling.com, NewWaveProWrestling.com, FogCityWrestling.com, July 5th, appearance in San Francisco, um, and last but not least, WrestleWarehouse.com. And also a cheap plug, RFVideo.com, Figure4Online.com. That's it, guys. I'll talk to you all next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.